Then where was he when you stole the police car? Um, Your Honor, I was chasing the KBBL Party Penguin Prize Patrol. You abandoned your son to win $40? And a Blue Oyster Cult medallion. Cool. And that was more important than keeping your son out of trouble? Your Honor, if I may sing a little bit of Don't Fear the Reaper, I think you'll agree that... I'm familiar with BOC, but you have got a boy here who is crying out for adult supervision. I couldn't agree more. Perhaps some sort of court-appointed babysitter or au pair. Sorry, Bob, that crow won't caw. It won't? I hereby order you to be tethered to your son. Tethered? Tethered. Report to room five. Room five? There we go. How's that? It's a little tight. Sir, you are not a size four. I used to be. You, you know the the crushed leaves interview, right? The cr- no, I don't think I do. It was some interview. I think it was a Playboy where he talked about as a child having a fantasy of uh, shoving a bunch of crushed leaves uh, in his cousin's uh, vagina. Oh, okay. Explains a lot of events, doesn't it? Like crushed leaves, so like mulch. I guess just 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 like you know. I mean, I would assume fall leaves. Like, just, you know, that are all... I don't know, what the fuck... It's fucking Vince. He doesn't... <laughs> he doesn't make any fucking sense. He's a goddamn maniac. Okay, well. Um, Alright, well, welcome to Wrestling is Wrestling Gross. Wrestling is Gross. <laughs> episode Triple X. Uh, is that right? Yeah, okay. We're, yes. Yeah, Episode Triple X. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. And uh, that's... That's awful. Um, yeah, right, he's, so, he's a pathological motherfucker, isn't he? What... What age, like, we talk, I'm so confused. What age would he have been? I think we're, like, 10. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. 10 sounds right. I don't think I knew the vagina. I didn't know the concept. I didn't know it was, like, a a hole. (laughs) I didn't. At 10? I don't think I... I don't know. I th- I remember Jeremy Benura. I think I've told this story in the podcast before. I remember yeah. Jeremy Benura bringing me over to his house and showing me his dad's hustler or whatever. Um, around that age, a little later, and him saying, um, that's where the pee comes out. You stick your penis in the, in that hole, and then she has a baby. And I was just like, that's that's weird, man. <laughs> and, uh, and it was like, I, I remember it being this woman who was like, um, completely naked, and she was in like a, a an inflatable kiddie pool, and she was pissing in it. And I was like, "Is this what porno is?" And turns out, I'm you know, kinda. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bob Guccione, uh, a brilliant mind. <laughs> Did you ever watch any seventies uh, like like you know cla- not classy porno, but like the the films of uh, the Golden Hen- Age, Henry Paris? We've talked a little bit about that stuff. Have we? Yeah. Okay, God. It was 30 episodes. Uh, we finally got to the porno one, and it turns out we've been por- talking about porn this whole time. Um, 
Yeah. Well. Shout out to Bad Max. Shout out to Bad Bad Max with three X's. Yeah. Um, well, we are. Um, we're doing the podcast, and we're, this is the the plan is do it at all costs. My son is over here. He's mushing a piece of pizza into a bowl that it's too small to fit in. I don't know where he got the bowl. Um, I only vaguely know where he got the pizza. So if you hear him laughing, or the sounds of plastic, <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, do you remember your first time seeing a porno? Is it something that's too traumatic to share? I would have been like 11. Yeah. Just from the internet. Oh, yeah, okay, so you're 27? Yes. Okay, so that that's that's a huge difference, I think. Um when I was 11, the internet we we probably had a dial-up connection, um, but it was it was like AOL. Everything it was harder to get to it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was still like real basic shit back then. I mean, in when like late 2003, early 2004. Sure. So yeah, but it's like I don't know. I don't know how kids these days. Kids these days. I know. Uh, it freaks uh, me out. It really freaks me out. My daughter's gonna be five in a couple months. Uh, Jack keeps walking over because he thinks I'm talking to somebody like that he's going to see a face, but it's just my uh, my desktop background, which is a picture of uh, Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid Five. I guess technically punished Venom Snake. Um, yeah i i didn't want to I didn't want to see any holes when I was eleven. You know, I just wanted to see some. I wanted to see some. Some. You know, I'm doing. I'm holding my hands out in front of my chest. I wanted to see some titties and. Yeah. I didn't know there was a whole other thing, and I, you know, I to this day, it's mostly what I'm into is titties. I could take or leave everything else, um, but you know, to each their own. Um, you know, it'd be you know, great is just to have my own. I think it would be fantastic. Um, I with you there. <laughs> nice. Um, so we are doing um, the the goal is to get a, a second podcast out this month because we got none out last month. We got one out at the very beginning of this month. Um, yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in my kitchen, so if you hear echo, uh, or if you hear a, a, a child, or if you hear uh, the sound of, I guess Ray Apollo Doink playing um, with Jim Cornette and Vince McMahon uh, commentating, that's what I put on to try to distract my son because he loves the new generation WWF. As we all do. Um, As we all fucking do. If yeah. you don't, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, two, perhaps three part... Oh, Dink is here. Um, he's really my Dink, if you think about it. Um, yes. Uh, of course, star of the uh, Joey Janela uh, Spring Blake clusterfuck. Oh, shit, we gotta turn that off. Oh, fuck. <laughs> is that coming through? Yes. I Is that is that corny, or is that like Rhonda Singh? Uh, no, 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 that, no, <laughs> that was, uh, a VTech learning walker, uh, Oh fuck! that I, I didn't even realize was on. So let's just, I can't reach it. That's going to, Oh, the sun is shining. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to play every Ambience. now and then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, coffee and cigarettes kind of thing. It's here. cinema verite. Yeah. Uh, yeah music yeah. concrete. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, it's just playing again. Jack, can you... Alright, well, what are we doing today? You say it, and I'm going to go turn that off. We're doing a sequel of sorts, as in it is literally a sequel to last year's uh, award-winning episode. An award-winning in that it won all of your hearts episode of Wrestling is Gross, Tethered. 
This is tethered to the retattering. Um, <laughs> I think I could fill in the blanks. I turned it off and he cried, so I turned it back on. So, Oh, well. Yep. Um, <laughs> and now we're discussing four matches from across the globe, truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From four different continents. Holy shit, we've never done that. I don't fucking think we have. I don't think any podcast has ever done that. Not even Between the Sheets does that on a regular basis. Like, how often does Between the Sheets hit more than three continents? When the fuck fuck are they talking about, like, fucking South America? When the fuck are they talking about fucking Africa? This is going to be the second... We need to do an African match. That's right, we'll get to it. Um, Remember when uh, it's going to... One of the ones that Joe Biden saw when he was there. Um, It was... Let's see. The we did a Argentina match, right, or Chile for Togo? Yes. So this is actually this will be, all right. Well, let's not skip too far ahead. But um, but first, we didn't do a European match for Togo. We didn't, didn't we? need to. No way. We didn't I, need to. No, no. I don't think we, it's necessary. Um, I I think you, you did. You give the concept. Did you explain everything? Yes. Okay. okay. So yeah. Should, should I should I just go over it again? Well, yeah, you do if you'd like to. <laughs> No, um, uh, we did one of these last year, right? Did yeah, you say that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, did you say it? Did you say it was called tethered? I call, I said it was tethered. Then this is tethered to the retethering. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I think this is sort of just a an ongoing thing. I think we're going to do one of these when we have nothing else to do. And uh, I the idea of two guys chained together, two women chained together. Um, Sometimes just complete intergender chaos. If we want to ever do Haley Hatred versus uh, John Thorne, um, big ass swoggle. That's right, big ass. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, large swoggle. Um, he uh, he is a, a gem. That's all we'll say. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a very compelling concept. Um, just in like, you know, in the the way the matches turn out. Um, it can be sort of hit or miss. I think people who are like largely mainstream wrestling fans, which we love all of you. It's not, you know, I mean, as long as you're not like a Jake Nazer, like WWF Stan, WWE Stan, um, and just like going off about how great uh, they are or whatever. Uh, Michael Levy, uh, you know, you know, with your eyes just talking about Hillary Clinton and, and then coming in to be like, actually, Saudi Arabia. It's great. Well, we'll say I think people mostly get upset about Saudi Arabia because they're Arabs. Uh, <laughs> it's very possible. I haven't, I haven't really I thought about it much. Wrestling fans. I, sure. I don't think that they would care if they were. I, I don't think they would give as much of a shit about, say, India. <laughs> uh, because, it's, I mean, it's a Muslim thing. It's, an Arab, it's a lot of things, frankly. It's, you know, if New Japan ran a show in Brazil. At the behest of Jair Bolsonaro, <laughs> nobody's going to give a fuck. Nobody got on David Starr, really, for working a show in Israel. Oh, I've also tweeted to David Starr about it. Oh, I've done it. So have <laughs> I, because David Starr's a bitch and he needs to be told this. That's right. Uh, and he also wore Come on pop- the show. Come on the show, David, David Starr. Come on. He also wore a poppy pin because he fought – because as a friend of the show, Jared Goldberg, said, he thought it was a rose pin. Either that or he's just that stupid. Wait, what's the poppy pin? Uh, the poppy pin, it's, sign- it's about uh, World War One, and it's considered pretty fucking offensive to Irish people, to just, just uh, generally, to, you know, non, you know, immigrants in the UK. Okay. It's just, you know, because it's, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, upholding uh, the imperialism of it all, and, be- and you know, World War One was fucking stupid. Okay. Nobody, nobody'd celebrate that shit. 
Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm not familiar David with Poppy Star Penn. David is a moron who thinks that because he grew uh, a bad mustache that he's fucking Don Fry now, so... <laughs> David Star is extremely, like, the kind of guy who would buy, like, a DSA t-shirt on Redbubble, where 100% of the proceeds go to... Well, they're split evenly between Redbubble. Not evenly. But split, split between, between Redbubble and, like, the whatever 16-year-old made the shirt. And he would, like, think he's, like, you know a part of the the fucking the war effort you know um it's you're gonna hear that throughout the show sorry um i comma mustafa he's here folks he's here Um, ultimate fighting machine yeah that's right he looks good he's facing ken raper (laughs) yeah that's funny (laughs) uh it's not um yeah so we are gonna your son to be problematic from an early age (laughs) oh yeah yeah he's a big come town guy uh he actually he really likes the premium episodes um yeah starting off since we're here uh since we're talking about new nuevo generacion wwf uh from wwf in your house eight beware of the dog part two uh this is uh, may 28th 1996 a Caribbean strap match between Savio Vega, the master of the Caribbean strap match, and Steve Austin, the ring master. As accompanied by the million dollar man, uh, Tedifer DiBiase. Now, I'm not alone in... Comp- <laughs> Psycho. Yeah, I'm not alone in completely forgetting that any of this happened, right? Like, the, the whole DiBiase saga... Like, I, I know it, like, it's, it's been it's in a like, million... Like, I mean, I only really remember it because of people on the internet, your, you know, your JDWs and all arguing about whether or not Survivor Series 96 or WrestleMania 13 is a better uh, Brett Austin match because of, like, the million dollar dream. The million dream. dollar dream? I know, and you're like, these fucking nerds. Is that a thing that... Yeah, I mean, I know that that's, like, contested. I mean, that people say that Marv and JDW, all the greats, all of the greats sure. argue What's... about that shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I think... I'm not going to give my stance on which one of those matches is better because I haven't seen Survivor Series 96 in a long time. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird to think about. And he had like hair when he came in, like a little bit of yes, hair. Yes, yes. Um, he like he really wasn't sure. Obviously, we watched that match with him and Sandman and Mikey um, from November to Remember, I believe it was 95. Um, and, you know, watching him like slowly, I mean, not so slowly, but sort of evolve, um, Ed, from stunning Steve. Right, right. And it's it, just a weird, like, sort of half step that he took. Um, at some point in commentary for this match, I believe it's Kurt Hennig, which is, this is a weird commentary team. Jim Ross I know, and Kurt yeah. Hennig. Um, this is some very early good old JR. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and he's got to be extra good old because he's in there with, like, Minnesota guy, like, which is the same thing. Stiff, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, Minnesota and Oklahoma, like, Minnesotans are, like, Minnesotan, Minnesotanians, um, they are like they're like people from Oklahoma without any of the like uh, charisma, you know, um, and a completely different voice, obviously, but same feel, same sort of tone to their podunkedness. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I, he came out and I was just like, ah, oh, shit, that's right. Um, Beware of the dog. Uh, ended up. This is so weird. First time so, they did the show, what happened? I don't really understand. The lightning con- struck the building and it knocked all the power out. Struck uh, the, the power building. Came back for yeah, the power came back for like the main event and stuff, but they had to like splice together uh, like a second uh, showing of the pay per view with um, some rerun matches uh, that they like. 
matches that are literally re-aired, but then rerun, like, they just ran the match again. Like this, a Gold Dust Undertaker casket match for the uh, IC title, which very strange all of that is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Undertaker's yeah. <laughs> challenging for the Intercontinental title in 1996. What a time. How did that uh, match end? Any uh, idea? I believe Gold Dust won. That's and the title, yes. fucking insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just what a time. Nobody but, quote us on that. We don't want to know if we're wrong. Um, so this match... That first one, yeah, that first one happened in Florence, South Carolina. This is in... Uh, Charleston. The literal... Yes, North Charleston, the literal home of the Halesverse. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, shouts out to Papa and all the brothers. Um, and to what... Uh, what's her name? You know, <laughs> I don't think they're... Uh, thing anymore but she seemed all right um people who know they know they're laughing because they know um you laughing <laughs> no anyway i think this is the match this is one of the matches that did take place in complete darkness oh wow yes yes they have some footage of that and it, they they look like they're fucking they look like they're having a really dry jacket for lack of a better way to put it real like they just don't know what the fuck they're doing so it was like yeah let's uh, like, and I mean, uh, like Hennig on commentary says, we don't know who really won that match. We don't know if Austin was <laughs> up. Oh uh, man. The, the, like the idea of, uh, since it's a touch all the corners kind of match where you got to touch all four corners, similar to the Vader and Sting match, obviously. Um, he's just going off. So that's just what this episode's going to sound like. I apologize. Um, uh, so you could like pretend to hit all four corners, like in the dark. You just, yes. <laughs> you just do that. Uh, that rules. Yeah. I like that. Tim White's not that good of a ref. Yeah. Is he the one who they had like a suicide storyline with him? Yeah, because he, he uh, dislocated his shoulder in a spot on top of the Hell in a Cell. It be, in the uh, the ill-fated uh, Chris Jericho Triple H Hell in a Cell from Judgment Day 2002. Right. And I remember thinking that match was going to be awesome. Suicide. I remember when that, that match happened, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Jericho's going to get thrown off the cage. I don't know why I thought that. I was 13. I, I don't know. And then, yeah, and I mean, the, the, the sad thing is, best of the three years in a row, Triple H would have a Hell in a Cell match. Mm, right. 03 was... God, yeah. When, 03, when, when he, the Nash that match. That was the Nash match. the fucking Michaels match. Jesus. Oh, yeah, okay. The Nash match, I think, probably is the best of those, just because Kevin Nash is good at working gimmick matches. I haven't watched it in forever. Houston, I, Texas. I, I remember. I had friends that went to that. Okay, Jack. He's gotten. He's in. He's in a big Amazon box. That's right. We support Amazon. Um, and now he's just. Don't support them. It's just what it is. They support us. Um, they give Jack a platform to sit in a box and yell while I try to record a stupid fucking podcast. Uh, so thanks. He's thanks, voicing Bezos. His support. Yeah, he's voicing <clears throat> his support for Jeff Bezos. Yeah, that's what Be- Bezos sounds like. Something a toddler would say. I'll tell you what. This kid just likes big clocks. You know. Um, now let's just say while we're on the subject, how funny is it that uh, how, how much like wealth in this country has gotten out of hand since this era um, that we were impressed by a guy who had like a million dollars? Yes, <laughs> uh, he had a big gold belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what the fuck? Um, he had a manservant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Exactly. And um. Oh. The okay. So. Oh, now... he just came out with Tatanka on the show that I'm watching right now. He had multiple. Uh. Uh. You know. I... He brought King Kong Bundy back from the dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy was dead, and then yeah. oh yeah, he's back, and he's, he's not good anymore. Even though he's like he's done as a wrestler, even though he's like 34. 
man. Million dollars. Uh, you know what's really cool? Justin Timberlake and the Social Network voice. Um, yeah. Well, it's wild these two went to show each other two days ago um, in the dark, and now they're going to do it again. Now, uh, uh, now this is not a strict Apoestas because I don't know how you would – you know the, the Spanish for uh, if Savio loses, he has to oh, become okay. uh, Ted DiBiase's chauffeur. But if Savio wins and Austin loses, then Ted DiBiase has on the Monday Night Raw the night before because it was uh, from Tuesday uh, that they, they're doing Superstar Saving. I guess I don't fucking know um, that they uh, that he would leave the WWF if Austin lost. Uh, and of course, he's going to go to WCW and be a wildly inconsequential member of the NWO. Oh, okay, guess really that bad is. on commentary, to be perfectly honest. Oh yeah, this is May. I gotta get rid of this box. Keep talking. I gotta throw this box away. It's yeah, he's so, just scratching against so, it. I mean, both these guys. Ah. Both these guys. Okay, so you forget. Um, we know Savio, fantastic bumper. Uh, Austin. Fantastic bumper. You forget how good of a bumper he was before the broken neck. Because you, you know what? Here's the thing. He was still a really good bumper even after that. And then he got the surgically repaired neck, the bionic redneck. And then he's bumping all over the fucking place. He has another great strap match with uh, old Bill Regal. Uh, just completely like just, just completely bizarre match where he's taking bumps over announce tables and shit. Um, but here... Both these guys are just going at it, um, whipping the shit out of each other with the with the belt, with the big strap. It's a Caribbean strap match, which does not mean it is distinct anyway. It's just Caribbean. It just okay. You know, <laughs> Savio was the master of them. I mean, basically, it's a subtle reference to Carlos Colon, I guess. I didn't hear anything you said, but I uh, I'm fully with you. And, there was uh, a shout out to Hugo Savinovich, who uh, um, I believe right. Jr. says that he, uh, Hugo told him that Savio Vega is thirty-one zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> extremely yes. real number that Jr. didn't just make up. Um, yeah, uh, how much did Hugo oh slip God. him under oh the table God. to get him a shout out on the English language commentary? Twenty. He found a keyboard and he's playing a keyboard now. I hope people enjoy uh, listening to me disintegrate. Um, yeah, well, you just go go ahead. list off a few people that you think it's possible that Savio beat in uh, Caribbean strap matches. Also, do you okay. say Caribbean or Caribbean? Uh, do I say Caribbean or Caribbean? Yeah, which one? Are you I... a pirate? Because we're gonna be pirates I later. So I say Caribbean, but Pirates of the Caribbean. You have to say Caribbean. Don't ask. It just, it just like Pirates of the Caribbean. You sound like an asshole. Yeah, if you, you say do. it that way. Yeah, you um, sound like a so, dummy. So um, you got. Uh, I'm gonna say he probably beat Invader One. He beat Invader Three. Um, he beat Zeus, Tiny Lister. Um, he beat. Um, did he beat Bradshaw? Maybe. Did he beat? Uh, did he beat uh, Ron Star? Probably. Chicky probably. Star. Oh, Chicky! Uh, Chicky didn't even show up. Chick, yeah, Chicky forfeited. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you think he beat a uh, noted rival of Invader One, Thick Foley? You know, <laughs> and when he whipped her, and she yeah, she laid ass. down for it. Yeah. Dead um, ass. That's just a few uh, of the names that he perhaps beat in Caribbean strap matches. Um, let's talk about the match. Um, oh my it's god, fucking, it's pretty badass. I think. Yeah, it's it. Yep. All right, so you want to move on to... <laughs> no, I mean, uh, it's hard to... I mean, it's a... I mean, they're just taking lots of big bumps. I, that's, I did say that before. These are bumping motherfuckers, are they not? Yeah, yeah. well, so uh, we, we do have some big ones. Like the, the classic, um, 
you know, the, the over the top rope, get hung by the strap. Um, you, you know, you bounce off the rope, or you, you go to bounce off the rope, but the other guy just yanks you back and you you fall hard. Um, there's a really good one where uh, Savio's like just whipping the shit of him, hits real quality spin kick, and then he touches like two corners, I think, and he's reaching for the third, and um, he ends up like walking somehow with the strap between his legs, which Austin yanks on, and he right up against the dick and balls. Savio is forced to flip over, and it's like not a clean, flat, flipping back bump. It is a weird shoulder and side sort of thing. Um, There's a real fantastic uh, bump uh, like midway for the maybe 60% of the match where um, like uh, where Austin gives uh, Savio a back body drop to the fucking floor uh, from the ring and this of course also carries uh, Austin over yeah. with the momentum and it's just like holy shit. Like You don't even think about how ridiculous of a bump it is for Savio to go take that bump just because just the whole thing is just chaotic fuck you know the accordion effect if you will of it all part um, of the problem there too is that kevin dunn who i assume is producing the show almost completely misses that shot um, yeah you see savio but it's sort of like like neither ross or hennig real bigs it up and then you don't really see austin go over fucking stupid uh kevin dunn hell of a guy that's right uh uh, he's 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 truly the greatest. Um, yeah, I, Austin is like really good with the strap, um, like some real hard like calculated shots. You get the sense that every shot is like measured, precise. He lands every shot exactly where he meant to land it. He succeeds every time with it. Um, just you know the kind of he's one of the great punchers of all time, so it makes sense that that would sort of translate. Um, he's not a guy that has, like, a lot of, like, plunder matches under his belt, like, ever, but especially not at this point, uh, but he seems, like, really, like, have a good understanding of the pacing of tying, like, multiple weapon shots together for the best yeah. possible emphasis, like, he's either, like, either building to the big final shot that bumps the opponent, or moving each shot along with, like, the right pace that reaches an apex just as the baby face makes his comeback, like, the man just gets it, he's, like, one of the smartest workers of all time, um, and there is, uh, Savio does an extremely belabored and, like, hard-fought comeback in the corner, where they, they're fighting each other off, I uh, ends up suplexing, um, he ends up suplexing Austin off the top. And so the top rope superplex with a with a leather strap, like that's sort of just dangling. You have to like wonder how much like awareness, how much idea of your, your bearings, your surroundings. Where's where are my legs? Where's the strap hanging? Am I gonna catch any of my limbs in it on the way down? Is it gonna like you know, like there's a lot to think about. Yes. But, Is it gonna end up stuck? like on a rope something yeah and just fucking we're just gonna die here yeah is it tangled around my neck is this gonna like tighten when we hit like what the fuck um so that that stuff is always really important to consider in these kind of matches and with a strap match especially i think because it's a loose piece of okay calm down Uh, (laughs) oh this is the this is the uh (laughs) yeah this is yeah the passion of me um this is one of those things that's just like one of the reasons that I like this kind of match is that you have to consider all those things and there's something like that in I think every one of these matches but the strap being uh, a lighter object it it could get anywhere you know um and it's 
extremely dangerous. It makes and it makes the least amount of noise um, compared to a big ass fucking chain. It's just like like you're not like you hear you can hear the chain rustle and you're like okay well I can sort of track that. Sure. The, like, theoretically. Like I could get into my sonar mode with it or whatever. Sure. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I don't think you hear the strap. Like the strap just bouncing on the, off the like hitting like grazing the rope. That's not gonna make a fucking sound. You're not gonna know what the hell's happening. You're gonna have to try to feel so, it. That's a great like, point. That is that is an excellent point because happen. because it, you might literally feel it against your leg, but you feel a chain. You, it's got the weight to it. You know when it brushes against you. If, you know, a, like a thin leather strap just sort of grazes your leg, you don't really necessarily know that that's what that was. It could have been a swift breeze. It could have been your opponent, like, reaching for something to, you know, to grab you for a, a, a hold or something. So it is extremely, yeah, the awareness that's necessary. And that's going to come up at least once more in a thing that we have later for another match. But it seems like a, a match that's, uh, to, to work a match like this, you have to be very thoughtful, um, very constantly assessing what's happening around you. Um, we do get um, another one of those really cool cool spots um, where Austin puts Savio neck first in the middle uh, for the old like boss man leg slash crotch you know, yeah. splash against the back of the head and neck. Um, and he goes to bounce off the ropes, but the strap's too short. So he... Um, he just he realizes the strap is too short. He's not going to make the full length of the ring to bounce off the other side. So he just pivots and he does it from a short sprint. Still hits the move, still hits it hard, but it's just like you know, like little shit like that. It's it's so cool. Um, it's a real it's a real testament to what Austin is uh, capable of of doing with little things for sure. Um, yeah. I, oh, there we go. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Listen, it is what it is. Uh, you, I mean, our audience is <sighs> worse. Yeah. Our audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's smiling at me. He's having a good time. Yeah, you want some pizza? You want some pizza? Here, have some pizza. All right, go over there. Go go watch. Go watch. It's British Bulldog versus HBK on the TV. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so we get some... We get some Choking from Austin, eye poke from Savio. He gets the cut off with a uh, he gets cut off by Austin with a low blow. It just breaks down, back and forth rule breaking. Um, and so, like something you see, like I think more in lucha than you see in American wrestling, is when you watch the babyface stoop to the level of the the heel, and so they just each each start trying to out cheat each other. Um, that's like a lucha trope at this point, but it's not something you see a lot here. Um, uh, yeah, let's see. Savio gets the three and a half. Um, yeah. Austin yanks him desperately. Uh, Savio takes another weird shoulder bump. He spins in such a weird way. Um, and then, yeah, we get to the finish. Austin pile drives Savio. DiBiase tells him to do another, which backfires. Oh, and there is that uh, insane to see out of two larger guys, uh, the, the tombstone reversal sequence that ends with them. Um, does it end with Savio or Austin like, o- like over the apron? Which is bonkers. Yeah, that, yeah, that's very uh, fucking cool. So Especially we, to do when there's a strap there. Yeah, yeah. I think the Sav- difficult enough. Savio's on the outside for that. Um, th- there's. Um, do you think DiBiase was particularly? Uh, you, you, I feel like he was checked out, right? I mean, he's pretty good on the on the outside, but like he's just saying things. He does not interfere in this match at all. 
Yeah, I don't I don't really know like what the point of him in any of this is. And I think that's something that even uh even Austin would say, like, I don't know why they put me with this guy, I can cut my own promos. Um like he by ninety six the million dollar corporation story is like not that it was ever good. They were always a, like a stable of like mid carters and even jobbers, you know. They had fucking the Nikolai Volkov was brought back to be like one of their guys, like it's just trash. Like it was always bad, but yeah. By the time ninety six rolls around, he is he is the most checked out he's ever been. I think DiBiase had been checked out since he retired or even before. Like he had that 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 ninety three run in all Japan, uh, that like last hurrah teaming with with uh, Hanson, I guess, right? Yeah. And he, after that, he was just like I. He never even like WCW. Even worse, probably. Like, never good. Never, ever good again. There's a fucking run he has as the face manager of the Steiner Brothers in WCW. I don't even remember that. Um, I know. We watched a match. It was uh, the Steiners versus uh, the Blue Bloods. And you're like, why the fuck is DiBiase there? And also, Scott, this is before he uh, dyes his hair. So he has the facial hair plus just the dark hair. He looks like an asshole. Oh, I don't looks, remember that. He Scott. looks like really blown up, uh, buff Bagwell more than anything. Interesting. Um, just Defiasi just did not have a graceful run at the end, uh, especially yeah. after um, he stopped wrestling. As far, I mean, I would not call the um, I, would call, I would not call Money Inc. particularly graceful, but he still had some big matches, Hogan stuff. Road Warriors, uh, SummerSlam at yeah. Wembley, like I would a really I, bad I, match with the Natural Disasters at one of the Mania shows. Yeah, but you know, you can you can at least live with that. Like him as a ma- as a full time manager and sometimes uh, on and out on commentary because he's fucking terrible commentator too. Yeah, uh, just 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 not. I don't. He's not, he, he's I, not the guy from gimmicks from gimmicks in a cage. I also, oh yeah, I was about to say, have we, have we covered one of his matches? I also don't, I don't really even think it, think of him as like a, a really great worker. Obviously the Dick Murdoch match, the, the Duggan matches, um, he had a run in, in Mid-South, but I don't know. I, I don't, I, maybe we'll get into that at some point. Uh, but yeah, he was done by here. His, his role here is to provide extra stakes for the match because I'm sure children still hated him, uh, in 96. I don't think I had any opinion on him anymore. Um, like, that character should go away after Virgil beats him. Simple. Yeah. Ex- extremely simple. He retires and he gets he goes to WCW and he he works for fucking Watts again and you know maybe maybe has a, a resurgence like that'd be fantastic. Um, and so yeah, he's here to serve for extra stakes and to <clears throat> excuse me and to give um, you know a, a shoehorned pseudo clean finish uh because he tells austin to try a second pile driver um after the first one and he does and savio um let's see what does savio do does he back body drop him back body drop right um and then he does uh then he he gets uh locked up in in the uh the million dollar dream at some point right here i'm not really sure i don't know exactly the orders order of all this um but the finish, we end up, Austin wraps the belt around Savio's neck, he drags him to each corner, and Savio touches each corner behind him. Like, yeah. at, Austin touches the corner, then Savio touches the corner. It's a really cool finish. Uh, the third corner is, like, fingertips away, uh, and the, the crowd's, like, finally sort of realizing, oh, he's been hitting every corner, so Austin is struggling to get that last, or that third 
Austin has hit the third corner. He's struggling to get the fourth corner. And meanwhile, Savio is pulling him back because he's trying to still get the third corner. Crowd's starting to get hot. Um, then the last buckle is like great. It's like an excellent struggle. It's like six feet away from the from the corner. Austin Savio in a tug of war for the tension, and then just a really cool, you know, like schoolyard like I'm smarter than the bully moment where Savio yeah. just lets go of the strap. So Austin just falls on his ass, and yeah. he so he just he he wants the leverage. He's got all of it all of a sudden. Wasn't prepared for it. And uh, basically, just like flies over and hits the hits the last buckle. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 good. It's really good. There's no blood or anything. Uh, this is a match that's like you know, ninety six WWF is I honestly probably not as good as ninety five WWF as far as match quality. I guess you got Vader mm. around. Um, I'm not really sure how I'd compare the two to be honest. But um, yeah, this is. You didn't get a lot of gimmick matches. Like you weren't getting a lot of cool sort of brawls that happened between like two like real quality like shit kickers. You had a lot of you had a lot of bullshit. Um, I really like I really like watching Sabio, and I don't Sabio's think he had fucking great. Yeah. Did he have any other big singles matches that were anywhere near this level in in this company? No. I'd love to see the. Uh, Sorry, I'd love to see the match in in uh, in the dark. I'd love to just try to watch that and see what the yes. hell that's like. I would also, uh, you know what, you know what would have been a good version of this match? Uh, this in Puerto Rico. Oh sure, um, that didn't just didn't happen. I just think that, sure. How good Austin have been in Puerto Rico? It would have been fantastic. Yeah, and I, Austin never like worked a, there. I guess right. A, a, yeah, I maybe like a like one off or something, but never consistently now. And obviously, like, Savio, like, you know, they get that Bayamon Stadium heat going, that would have been, you know, you, you know, that's that's what you want. So, more to me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would I would love to see um, Savio house show footage, you know? Like, I, I do think him working, like, a WBF house style, as a babyface specifically, uh, could just be so much fun. And, I don't know. I'm, it existed. It did exist, like... For live shows, right? It had yeah. to. Have. These these two probably had like plenty of good fifteen minute matches that weren't taped. Like it almost definitely happened. Um, but you know, whatever. <laughs> so Such is life. Yes, yeah, it's too bad cell phones didn't exist back then and social media. Be I a think, lot. Yes, I think Savio's <laughs> second biggest match was the King of the Ring final from the year before against, against Mabel. Mabel? I yeah. haven't seen that in years. Yeah, and then he gets uh, chanted out of the... I mean, basically getting chanted out of the building with ECW chants. And I saw that MF Live at the ECW Arena on February 1st of this year, of course. And he was over as hell. People love Savio. You know why? Because Savio's the best. And he's still... And he's, he's old as piss. He's fat as shit. But he still can bone pretty well. And you know what he still does? Spin kick. I'm Great spin that he kick. Does not do in this match because... How the hell do you do a spin kick? He does a standing spin kick. He, he does some do... cool kicks in this match, but he does he can't do the big uh spinning wheel kick, no. Yeah, he didn't he didn't do yeah, he didn't do the, the one that you you expect. Um it looked great in AIW last year, and I also want to say I was gonna mention it, uh, Ted DiBiase showing up at an AIW show last or I guess yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. last year. And um he gave the Duke a he put him in the million dollar dream and then he just he gave him a like a, a Russian leg sweep. He gave him the, the Corporal Robinson boot camp. Um so he basically bumped himself, which I thought was really cool. Um you want one of those popsicles? Oh jeez. 
Mm-hmm. We're about to get real messy here. Yeah. Uh, uh, shout Burn a Pill Pete, Burner Powder Pete, yeah. Pop Culture Pete. Yeah. Shout out to the uh, whole dude. crew. Shout out to the whole crew. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So that is one match, and uh, hopefully it has been an ordeal. Hopefully, the no, second no, one goes a little fun. a little cleaner. Yeah. Okay. So this is from Brazil, from <laughs> from the eighties. <laughs> you guys know that song. <laughs> you heard the song? It's the first episode. Somebody's never heard the show. <laughs> They're just like, what are they? What are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um. We have from Brazil. I don't know if this is in Sao Paulo, if it's in Rio, if it's in. Fuck knows. Who gives a shit? Doesn't matter. The only uh, two cities. Brasilia. There's many cities. Yeah. I just, I don't, I just don't know where they would have had televised wrestling from. From the city of God. It's like the only culture I know from there. Yeah. Um. From. And again, from the '80s. We don't fucking know what year. We definitely don't know what date. Um. You have Achilles or Matador versus Mister Argentina. Okay, and Achilles. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Achilles, yes. Because okay, all right. I guess that. So I didn't ask you how this guy's name was pronounced, and I didn't hear any intros that were at least like legible. Um, hey, chill, chill. Um, the uh, I was saying Aquiles, which <laughs> I know doesn't make any sense. Like that's definitely not how it's pronounced. But uh, it's gonna take me a second to get to Achilles. Achilles, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I had the. Uh, microphone muted while I was tearing apart these uh, freezer pops. So you p- just talk. <laughs> it's called ASMR. What a okay, fucking so, nightmare. <laughs> uh, now, now this match. Um, how do you explain this match? Uh, it's confusing. Uh, n- n- okay, so this is uh, the first match we've ever done from Brazil. This is a telecatch match. Uh, Gigantos de uh, de Ringo. I don't fucking know. I can't speak Portuguese because I'm an asshole. Uh, I can't speak any other language other than English. I barely speak that well. It's a, it's a shame. Anyway. It's uh, beautiful. It's, you do a beautiful so job. Have, this is a rounds match, which is cool. Uh, do, and I don't didn't, didn't know that going in. Had no idea that that was... <laughs> until yeah, and, three minutes had passed. Had no and idea. I know, and it doesn't, there aren't necessarily any near falls. Uh, I don't know. Didn't know any of the rules. I had no idea if this was a pinfall match. (laughs) Like, I was, like, towards the end of the match, and I still had no idea how uh, a match like this was supposed to be won. This is a chain match, correct? It is a chain match, yes. Okay, and hooked together at the wrist. After each round, they have the chain removed. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Describe these two gentlemen. First of all, describe Mr. Argentina. Mr. Argentina looks like if uh, Emil Satoshi and Zack Sabre Jr. had a butt baby, and but he was That's like not. a big-ass guy. <laughs> That's not helpful to anybody. <laughs> he looks like... Nobody I mean, knows what Emil Satoshi looks like. Emil like, Satoshi has had a renaissance last year or two in WXW, <laughs> VXV, as okay. you like to call it. Okay. But he does. He's just like, he's just like this weird like Swiss-Austrian-looking uh, dude, because I looked, he is at Austro... I believe he is Austro-Argentine. Let's not say if his family did anything. There's a long history of okay. Also, yeah, let's get into of the, German uh, uh, Argentines. Yeah, let's get into the Nazis that, that fled to South America. Sure, let's go ahead and let's make this the longest podcast ever. Um, yeah, he he's uh, like a bodybuilder gimmick, right? I suppose, but he's a good wrestler too. He's a good. He's like a good Mac guy. Um, sure. And uh, Achilles. Uh, 
uh, o Matador o Sanguinetto. Um, he's a stumpy uh, black man. Is he uh, black? You said he was the black one, and I was like, is there a black one? Hang there on. is a black one. Let yes. me turn up the contrast on my TV. Now, to, now, now um, friend of friend of mine, friend of the show, uh, Ray uh, would say uh, she is a mixed race. She would say that she is not black in by Brazilian standards, and Achilles uh, uh, looks basically like like she does in certain terms of skin tone. So here's a but so there's a thing. Um, Walking a, this a crowd fine line here. <laughs> is extremely behind Mr. Argentina, yep. and I don't see a damn black face, and I don't see one black person in this crowd. <laughs> didn't see anybody like, in blackface. I didn't see. Yes, I know. It is. <laughs> I you might see someone in blackface. I don't know. But here's the thing: I don't see a black person. Yeah, I think you see. I, I see like two point. black people, maybe. Uh, Achilles is definitely. He is. Um, despite being the Brazilian here, he is the heel. Yeah, and he's a badass heel. He just. He's he's bite he's biting he's he's punching he's kicking his claw and he doesn't give a fuck he's great love this guy I love everything I've seen from him because I have I, first time you've I seen multiple match, matches yes I have this guy the first time I saw this match was like sometime I don't know like the last year and I like it and I just say oh shit I gotta watch more of Achilles all right well and, let's let's get this out of the way okay this match has like what eight hundred views on it on YouTube um something like that. Yeah, there's, it, an, there's another. This match is in. There's another version of this match just cut up into okay. like three parts. Or something. Well, I don't care about that because I want to talk about this file because the file is quite low quality. The color yes. gets changed multiple times. Same and there's with that a, other one. The other one sucks shit too. This is just that put together. Okay, let me get to the part thing. that I actually like. The there's a there in the corner of this video. <laughs> For the entire video, there is a little uh, like so. Say the say the say. What are we talking about pixels here? Say you're say you're looking at 1080 by 720 or whatever, right? 1080 <laughs> by 768. The top, I'm gonna say 80 by 100 pixels is a just a, a portrait of a young man uh, in a like a polo shirt, and he's <laughs> he's just taking up the the top like top right. Eight percent of the screen. Now, about a third of the way through this match, the color of the video changes like completely. All of a sudden, the, the the hue of it has changed, and it's more of like a yellow tone than a gray tone. And that picture of him moves to the top right corner. <laughs> uh, the, That's him editing the other file together. Yeah, I don't know it. what the fuck. Um, the the referee in this has got like. A hat on. He looks like a. He's like a, a Cuban stereotype from an episode of Dexter. Like I don't know. Yeah, he's got like the vest, and he's got a red, like a red uh, long sleeve shirt under it, and white pants. Yeah, looks fantastic. It's it's a there's a there's a real feel to this. Um, here, wipe yourself up, Jack. <laughs> got this fucking pop uh, popsicles. I've really made a mistake. Um, it's all right. He's being quiet for a minute, so I'm just going to cover him in popsicles until we're done with this podcast. So yeah, magical amulet. Yeah, Achilles is the heel, um, which becomes quickly like apparent. Like you figure that out immediately from just the the opening. Um, so they get immediately entwined in a leg, inter- intertwined, entwined uh, in a leg lock that they like reverse back and forth, and they have the chain like wrapped around their legs. Um, the crowd is losing their fucking minds every time Mr. Argentina gets the upper hand. Um, 
this is like where I've realized it's a rounds match, right? Uh, yes. They, they take <clears throat> they take off the uh, the chain. Mister Argentina has a towel waved on him, like by a second, like classic lucha shit. Um, yeah, this is like for me. This is I noticed that this is when uh, this is when I noticed that he had uh, like a lot more tape on his wrists than Achilles, um, which gives the chain. Uh, Oh no, he's got much less tape. Sorry. Uh, not in addition to Argentina wearing almost nothing, um, and Achilles wearing like quite the you know singlet and like long trunks. I think um, Argentina is wearing tiny trunks and has yeah maybe like a quarter as much tape on his wrist. So the chain is like a much greater chance of like cutting into his flesh. Um, they don't have the the gauntlets that we're going to talk about in the next two matches. Um, but yeah, when they start back up, Achilles like just beats him. He beats Argentina's ass pretty fucking bad. Like hard punches and chain shots to the forehead. Uh, Argentina like bleeds pretty fast. I think yeah. a minute into round two, and it's three minute rounds. Um, the match doesn't really have full on heel control. Like they've opted for like a more fast paced exchange of offense. Uh, Argentina has multiple short bursts on offense, which. I guess, you know, makes a lot of sense with the round structure. They're working, like, a three-minute match each time, like, building on the last one. So yeah. it's, it's a different kind of pace. Um, and he finishes round two with, like, a flurry of, like, two big drop kicks, like, a, a cool snapmare. Um, after you, like... And it's, like, his drop kicks look great. They look like uh, Shibata drop kicks. Like, they're hard, like, throwing the feet into the face sort of drop kicks. Yeah. Um, the, the round ends, you see him walking around the floor. He, he's, like, bleeding a good bit. And then they show Achilles um, in the ring. It's a close-up of him. And he's licking the blood off of his lips. Um, so he's, like, a real sick fuck. Like, this yeah. guy... And, I, I again, I've never seen either of these guys. This is about the point where I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm, like, the way I talk about watching Parat and Comp for the first time, like, changed everything I thought I knew about you know, eighties obscure wrestling and just wrestling in general. Um, this is, this was fucking me up. This is my favorite match that we watched for this. Um, yeah. easily, easily. Um, and uh, this is about the point where, <laughs> where the colors and the file changed quite a bit. And, uh, and the young man's portrait shifts to the top right corner of the screen. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love, I love this match. I, I've, I've got notes on the rest of it that I'll get to, but is there anything from the first, like, first half or so that stood out to you that I haven't mentioned. I mean, you're just, it's just sort of like what you build is that Argentina, he's a holds guy. Uh, Achilles can do some holds, but he's more just here. He's more here just to fuck shit up. He doesn't give a fuck. He is, he's just like, he's, it's more like, you know, the heel baby face uh, dynamic is that one is more committed to traditional moves and the other is committed to, just brawling and just being a fucker and give a shit. Sure, one guy gets one guy gets the gets the shine from the from the audience. The audience is, applauds the the spectacular things, and and the heel is there to deny the audience that it's pretty. That's why when you have like a a person working heel and doing fancy moves, it it's fine. Like that, we've gone we've come a long way from the old days, um, but it is an inherent betrayal of the structure of wrestling, which is good guy does cool shit. Bad guy tries to stop him, you know? Yeah. Um, 
Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's always a thing that strikes me is when heels do cool shit. It doesn't like really bother me, but it, it's like a part of me that just feels like you're doing this wrong. You could still be hitting cool shit and just make it a little less cool. You don't want the audience to ever. If, I, I I do feel like the if you're the heel, you only want the audience to pop for something spectacular. If you're like doing it smugly, you know, if you're doing it in a way that also pisses them off at the same time. Otherwise, you're you're doing it wrong. Save that shit for jobber matches. Yeah, yeah, to- exactly. Yeah, get your shit over on on the guys who aren't going to get cheered or get any heat on you, anyways. Yeah, totally. Um, the Beverly Brothers, I like them, but they're <laughs> they did it they did it wrong. Oh yeah, you're having I won't fun. have. I, listen, listen. I won't have Mike Eno slander in in here, <laughs> but you know. Yeah. Wayne Bloom. Eh, you know. I like, <laughs> I like Wayne Bloom. Wayne. Bloom I like great, both those guys. I'd love to I have more footage yes. of the of the Wrecking Crew. Um, round yeah, three. Jer- Eno's. Jer- have you seen the Eno Jericho match? Uh yeah yeah sure. Okay uh, great match. I probably watched great it match. when it aired and then I watched it a few years back. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's round a, great. You know that's that's. That's heel face structure that you know so many payoffs. That's it might be Jericho's uh, finest uh, in in ring performance as a uh, as 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 someone who understands uh, the psychology in ring. And this is a man who really believes that he understands psychology in ring, and he doesn't. Oh, I disagree. I think he's great. Um, round three is the longest control we've seen. Achilles jumps him like the split second the ref has gotten the chain back on Mister Argentina's wrist. And he just pounds him with knuckles. He hits him with hammer fists, which are very yeah. strange. But I, I guess he's maybe he's got the chain in his hand, and maybe he's hammering it. And I don't know. Um, uh, he goes in on the leg, just a brutal, uh, brutal attack. Just stomps his ass. Um, and then Argentina's next extremely brief combat consists of two really hard snap mares, snap mares, and yeah. then uh, then the, like the standing neck snap where you the guy's on his back. You stand with your head, your feet like on either side of his head, and you just quickly twist. Uh, I think it was like Eddie Guerrero would do the move. Does yeah, that sound right? it's yeah, it's become a saber thing now too. Sure, that's not yeah. why I said that he reminds me of saber. Mm, he, it's because he's a lo- He's he's just all gangly and shit. Maybe you're one of those people who's like, oh, he reminds me of this wrestler, and like but you don't realize because he did one of their moves. Maybe you're turning into one of those people. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. How dare you? <laughs> really um, shitty thing to say. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the the standing neck snap. I don't even know what to call that move. Uh, but yeah, Saber does it, of course. Um, Achilles sells afterwards. Not like he's like he doesn't like bounce or like even hold his neck. He sells that like he's afraid to move afterwards. Um, that he he like needs to like blink a few times and sort of like make a fist, make sure that he still can. He sells it like he might be paralyzed, uh, which is mm, just beautiful. Just perfect way to do that. And, and, you know, if somebody did that now, it'd be stupid, but in this context, it's fantastic. Um, what, what, what happens after this? He gets another, uh, cut off, uh, thwarts probably the, like the 10th baby face fire comeback of the match. Um, it's just relentless and it's, uh, back and forthedness, I guess. Uh, yeah. Something I'd usually have an issue with, it, you know, like in, again, modern wrestling, that's how like every indie match works. You hit the two moves, then I hit one, then you hit one, then I hit two. It's just like, fuck, it, what's the point of any of it? Um, but it's also not like 2.9 shit. Like there's right. no, you don't, there's a fucking pin. We don't fuck it. There's no near falls. 
Are I there are there no near falls? There's no. I don't think there's a single near fall in this match. Does anybody go for any sort of victory? Because I honestly don't remember. I don't think so. Really, I didn't, I didn't think about it once while watching either. I guess because the action in it is so like relentless and uh, frantic. The, the crowds. Frantic. On, sure. Well, so that's the thing is you don't if you have like effective cutoffs, like effective comebacks and cutoffs, um, and hope spots, then you don't necessarily even need. Like if you're doing those things correctly, if you're hitting those those crowd highs, what is a near fall? Right, a near fall is babyface comes back from he's been he's getting his ass kicked for three minutes in a row. He comes back, series of punches, hits big fucking forearm, clothesline, drop kick, whatever. Crowd pops big for that big move, that big move that bumps the heel. That's what they pop for, and then you go for the pin and you get a two point nine, and the crowd kind of pops again but really like what is it it kind of it kind of deflates because it's like well i didn't think i was gonna finish it off in the first place yeah i mean okay so no but it's like you you know it's also like you we need you need to work matches that can just end that way in the first place sure that's the whole fucking thing it's like john does not have those matches that just end with him i don't know doing the like the mid-rope spear or whatever the fuck (laughs) we are yeah so exactly if you want to like if you want to make that mean something and make it like means something in the structure of a wrestling match. You got to go real deep. You need big structural changes about how wrestling works. Um, shouts out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you need to like really like. They killed that dog. Yeah. Well, it's, it was going to die anyways. That was it, it. Had an expiration date. Um, no, I, I I think it's. I guess the point is you know you go for a pin after every move, right? And I guess that's fine. I mean, if you want to, if you want to keep up the facade that this is a real thing or whatever, which I don't know why we even do that anymore. I mean, it's like a, such wrestling is the weirdest goddamn thing in general, right? Yeah. But I, I do think that getting that extra near fall. I think. All right. Here's here's a radical idea. Um, <laughs> Medicare for all. No, here's a radical idea. Um, I think nobody should ever get a two point nine count except for a heel. Because what's the point of a babyface getting it? Um, do you know what I mean? Does yeah. It, does that track with everything that we've no, said? No, so it far? tracks. Like the only reason is if as if they're underdog, and it's like oh shit, they almost did it. But if it's a sure. if if it's if if it's an even but matchup, s- then it's silly. Okay, so the underdog we, we've gone way off, but this is important because nobody else is having these conversations. The underdog. Uh, Near fall. The, the, wow, he almost got him. If they're an underdog, they're probably not getting a big, fancy move off that's high and impactful. If they're the underdog, that might come off a schoolboy. It might come off of a, a, an inside cradle or a fucking Lemaistral or whatever. You know, some technical uh, flash pin sort of thing. Um, that's, they reverse, they, they ca- yeah, a counter of some sort. Yeah, yeah, a backslide is a classic one. People, matches should end on fucking backslides. I think... Maybe that's a maybe that's a way where a, a baby like because cause the pop isn't on the move there, you know the pop is on the actual near result. Fall. Yeah, yeah. So I think I I don't know. This is some we haven't. I didn't. I don't have any notes on this. I haven't thought this through, but I think it's a really interesting conversation to have because we are at a point now in wrestling where there's not a wrestling fan of the world who thinks it's real, obviously, um, which. Uh, well beyond any of that even being a discussion but the concept of keeping up the facade is also 
you know, dumb because it's a story, right? We're, we're, they're telling a story here and you don't watch a TV show and think, well, this isn't any good because it's not real. Like, obviously that's a stupid thing to even consider. Um, and those conversations have been had by a million fans trying to convince casual people who are like, well, you know, it's all fake. Right. And they're like, well, yeah, you know, fucking Brooklyn nine, nine, Andrew and Andre Brower is not an actual cop. Thank God. Um, he just He's played definitely one. Not actually. Gay. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's what I was about to do. That, 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 that man gets fussy. Yeah. 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 Well, he might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does not. Yeah, 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 Not yeah. say that he could not be bisexual. Yeah, 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 He's yeah, not yeah. gay. No, but he gets. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. Um, <laughs> he uh, he gets pussy. Is what we're saying. Um, I was gonna get around to that too. I was I was gonna follow up the cop part with the fact that he fucks bitches. Um, no, I I think that keeping up the idea that that we have to have near falls. And I think this match proves it in, like, a fucking extremely prototypical level. Um, if you pace a thing out the right way, if you if you hit those big highs, like, at the right time, capitalize on the, 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 the tide, you know, the, the fucking waves that a crowd goes in, there's no reason to ever even... Like, you don't even need pinfalls as a... As a and, and I know we talked about... What was the ICW show that had... What was it? No... What, what were the rules of that? Uh, that it was, uh, no, uh, it was only pinfalls. Only pinfalls. Um, I, I think like, yeah. What, what, what? Well, like if, if Casanova Valentine is getting waterboarded with bleach by homicide, he should have the option to tap out. Yeah. Like. Okay. Yeah. But see, that's the thing, right? That was a political statement because those, those young men, um, in the mid two thousands, who were waterboarded did not have well I guess they did they just give up their friends so what they should do is they should uh, they should change the rules for ICW no holds barred a pinfall uh, knockout or uh, become an informant and that's how you those are the three ways to to win or lose a match um, yeah I, I think well they don't even have knockouts it's just pinfalls it's just pinfalls they don't even well I didn't watch that whole show I skipped straight to the end because have ropes on your ring, people. Come on, what are we doing? <laughs> it's like it's like blood sport, but like 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 hardcore. It's blood sport mixed stupid. with with that Schlack versus uh, uh, G Raver match from from Blackcraft. It's I don't know. I'm... But well, but it's all, and like to be like, but we ha- it's it's like to be like no ring stuff, but we have a ring, and it's like so that's the thing. Like the don't run a ring. When why we were, we, why even renting a rent? Why even renting the fucking ring? God. So yeah, that's the thing that I actually like, actually thought about was, and we we're, we'll get back to Mr. Argentina and Achilles, and I swear, two minutes. Let's do two more minutes on the greater <laughs> ideology of why wrestling matches have pins or ropes or <laughs> anything. Yeah. Wow, uh, this is what happens when we record in the morning. Jesus, uh, I think I need my Kofifi. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> you fucking you nailed that one. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, no, that's the thing is I've I've been awake all night, so I I this is me at my worst. This is me at the two a.m. hours. Um, the the ring with no ropes, the ring that has the chain ropes, especially reminded me of when we did backyarding before we had a ring, and we tried all these different things for like what can we whip a guy off of you put your car pull your car up and they can whip you off and you'll just bounce off of it because it's we're just we're backyarding for a, an audience of like the dogs 
behind the fence. Like, yeah, the amount of things that the amount of like leaps that you go through to go the 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 steps you take the 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 fucking hurdles you jump to uh to do that kind of thing when you're a kid like when you're like thinking about and like it's just oh i could have just like hung chains on it like it's just it's just so shitty and then you take away you take away ropes and you just put those like weird little platforms that they used and first of all it's almost impossible for those guys to get up there and use those um I don't know if anybody we've surely people who listen to this have seen this show, right? Yes. Okay. They've just got like chains hanging from the fucking corners where the where the turnbuckles would be, um, draped across the the length of the ring, and so you can't do anything with that. You can't whip a person into that. It's not like a fucking barbed wire, you know, no rope barbed wire thing. It's nothing. There's nothing to gain from that. You can't logically bounce somebody off of it. It doesn't work. That's not how fucking. It's it. It really it it ruined that show show for me. And I like a couple matches from that show quite a bit. Uh, Loki and, and Takeda probably the probably the best by far. Um, but I I don't get why they do that. If we're gonna if we're gonna change if we're gonna take away if we're gonna say no submissions and also the ropes or chains like why are we doing this? If we want to like have you have you listened to um. The Adam Curtis episode of Chapo Trap House. A while ago, yes, I was. <laughs> no, first came out. He 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 ends the interview with this big speech on uh, on change and do you want do you want big change because it's gonna it's gonna make a lot of people's lives a little worse and you have to give a lot of things up or do you want just a little change so things might be a little bit better, like we're we're gonna take these half steps like just don't do a ring go Casanova Valentine. Because at least that's radical. At least that's different. At least it's weird, and it'll give you like a whole range of other venues you could run. Um, or you know, just put it on a just fucking put like have two guys wrestle on a stage in a fucking music venue. Like, why do we? Why are we doing any of these little weird, dumb things? It's like quirky. It's I don't. I don't. I don't like it. That's my. <laughs> that's my rant. Just complete- you know what they did with Yard Call? They didn't have it. In That's the right. Room. That's right. Yard Call. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that there are. This ain't uh, Yard Call. This that, is bullshit. Yeah, I think you 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 either change it completely or you leave it the same. Um, baby faces should stop hitting uh, or getting getting near falls, <laughs> unless it's off a schoolboy. Um, anyways, thanks everybody. Uh, I'm gonna put a <laughs> put a note that I lost my mind uh, at an hour into the recording. Um, round four of Mr. Argentina versus Achilles uh, begins with the absolute best flurry of Mr. Argentina fire offense. He gets two big snapmares, two like Ranas, yeah. um, and, and another big drop kick, and then he hits the standing neck twist, which again is sold by Achilles like he is afraid to move because his head might literally fall off of his body. Um, he then he throws Achilles on the apron, rams his head one time, into the post, um, and it's it's like measured, right? He yeah. thro- he throws him over, and he sort of grabs him by the head. He looks around at the crowd, and, the, and like this is a signature spot or something. Like they expect, like oh, we know what's going to happen. Oh, don't oh he's going to oh he's about to do it, and then he does it. He just he just sort of smashes his head up against it, <laughs> and it's like the crowd just loses it. It's 
very funny and very strange. Back in, the ref warns Argentina. He's, like, getting in his face. And Argentina slaps this stupid fucking hat off of his head. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... This is... I think this is the part where, yeah, Achilles returns to the ring. He just gets his fucking face punched in some more. He's bleeding all over now, too. He's got a real good blow... Uh, <laughs> blow job. A real good uh, blade job going, uh, assuming it's a blade job. And, uh... The crowd is so hot now that, like, the audio and the video tracking starts fucking up. Yeah. Uh, yeah another big slugfest as the round ends. Achilles' second uh, gets decked off the apron. The ref gets his hat back on. Um, and then it cuts. This is <laughs> this is where it cuts again. I have my notes. This is where the uh, the video quality suddenly changes again. And the little portrait of the guy's face is back in the, back in the original corner. Uh, and the video is now like gone. Nothing was ever, th- nothing had ever changed at all. <laughs> well, no, it's the, it's the thing, right? But it's now like the the tint of the color is different for a third time. Like it, it didn't switch back. It switched to something else. It went from like a yellow tint to like a like a gritty like Michael Mann blue. Like it's co- we're watching Collateral now. Like yeah. it, it, we were watching Mohicans. Now we're watching Collateral. <laughs> um, and Achilles is bleeding a ton. I. <sighs> I could just go forward. We can wrap, we can get to the end of this. Or, yeah, let's get to yeah. Uh, round five. Uh, there's no fucking chain. These dudes yeah. just said fuck the chain. We're just gonna fucking punch it out and yeah. success. Yeah, this is it's great. They start with a total slugfest. They both come out swinging. Uh, Achilles is like screaming. He's like he makes he makes big insane faces. He's like, Michael Mann. He's like big. Uh, he's like a late era Pacino performance. He's like doing fucking you know fully. Uh, He's playing to the back rows. Yeah, great ass, you know? It's like doing the whole thing. Uh, no restraint, maximum drama. Uh, he gets the upper hand, and he grinds his fist, and, like, fish hooks Argentina in the corner. And then Argentina escapes by simply kicking him in the balls. Um, yep. Just just great. And this is where they can start going for some sort of pins, right? I suppose. It's hard to figure out exactly. I don't even know. Like, cause I never saw the ref count, but it looked like they were trying to pin each other. I think maybe they're trying to fucking subdue the the other one at that point. I mean, the ref is just like, fuck this. This is just a no contest in the first place. I don't know, because I don't know the rules of how telecatch works. I don't know any other shit. No, it makes no sense. It's just about the violence. It's yeah. such a fucking spectacle. And then they just brawl over to the commentary area. Yeah. And, um, this is this is when I noticed the chain was missing. I didn't actually notice until they got out to the floor. Yeah. Yeah, and there's just—I mean—they're just leaving bloody handprints on on like the white uh, like tablecloth on the fucking announce table, and fucking cops come over to separate them. Uh, well, so that's the thing—is that there's a sixth round of this. They get back in, and I think they go to a sixth round, or they restart. I'm not sure what happened because they get back in at some point, and then they yeah. start slugging it out again. And there's like a new referee. Like the whole thing is so weird and so hard to follow, but it doesn't really matter because they just they beat the shit out of each other. Um, it's not about the rules. It's about Achilles and Mr. Argentina and how much they want to fucking kill each other. Yeah, yeah. They want to fucking kill each other. It's incredibly good. Um, yeah, I think... So, yeah, they get back in the ring, and then it cuts, and they're back outside. There's, like, weird editing, and they're, now, they're, now they're on the floor punching each other. And uh, this is where Argentina gets his head sort of thrown into the tablecloth. And it's, like, right in front of two eight-year-olds... Yeah. That, that are just, like, looking on, like, oh. And then, yeah, the cops. Like, <laughs> literally the cops come to break this up as the file abruptly ends. Uh, it's, it's, the file has less than a thousand views. It's beautiful and weird and, like, 
difficult to understand what's happening because of the weird quality and the picture of the guy in the corner and just <laughs> confusing Back rules. The Nodifo speaks Portuguese. Right, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Uh, it's really very Parat and Comfesque in a lot of ways. Um, it is... I think this is probably up there with Parat and Comp for my favorite things that I've been exposed to through the show. Hell yeah. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. So, yeah, it's wonderful. It's such a, it's a thrill ride. Yeah. I want to see more of Achilles and Mr. Argentina. Um, I've seen a lot of Mr. Argentina. I want to take off the pants, son. Let's see what <laughs> you got down there. Um, yeah. See What's, everything in Mr. Argentina. Yeah. The, Less than a thousand views. I like this. This is. It's always so weird to me when you find videos that are like just gold mines of like the the greatest parkour fails of all time are probably in a video that has like less than fifty views. Um, and we'll never know. You know, it's the beauty of we'll the the modern age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got all anything right. else on Mister Argentina or Aquiles? Uh, this is just cool shit, and uh, I mean, I've some. I guess I've found some more Achilles. He is also great there. Uh, still, still heal, even though again, hard to figure out exactly why he's a heal. Uh, just, just he's <laughs> his, his, his black guy, I guess. Yeah. And, I mean, mostly. I mean, he does justify it by being a a, a raw as fuck motherfucker who really does not give a shit. Who just yeah. just bites people's faces and stuff, and drinks blood, and you're like, yeah, this this guy. Can this, you this um, guy. can you explain like like Bolsonaroism like like his his brand of fascism? Does it have any? Is it like race? You know what? Let's just go to break. <laughs> the the answer is yes. All right, we'll talk about it sometime because I I don't know. I just know he's bad. I mean, I, I know mean, I know a lot of the yeah, main I mean, reasons, but I don't know like the 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 nuances of it. Yes, and I mean this is back from uh, the, one of the uh, the like the ruling uh, mil- the military rule uh, before democracy was installed. I have okay. to fucking assume. I don't know. Well, we don't know what year I, it is. Yes, fucking year it is. It could have been right in the middle of that. I believe it was eighty five. I don't fucking remember off the top of my head. It's uh, <laughs> I've been up for a while now. Yeah, no, me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, yeah, beautiful match. If you watch one match from this, make it this one. It's the fucking best. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to clean up this. Oh, it looks like Jack is already cleaning it up. I'm going to see what if there's a way to make the second half of this slightly less chaotic, but I feel like that would just be off-brand, so maybe I'll just give him a fucking knife. We'll be back <laughs> with more wrestling. Is, you know what the fuck <laughs>
But yeah, everybody's it, fucking go like I lose <clears throat> like four accounts a day from, and then they just like they're just in the fucking void because they deactivate or they get suspended or something. People get shit. suspended like crazy now. People are getting fucking, fucking get suspended it. for for tweeting about the fucking Bloomberg Black Book shit. We're in dark times. We've we've reached a fucking a, a critical mass of. Uh, well, I just say this on this show we've reached in this recording we've reached a critical mask of shit that we can say that we cannot publish. So I'm just going to go ahead and say welcome back to wrestling is gross. Um, <laughs> the black book Bloomberg shit. I've I've seen people uh, say they've they've gotten like 24 hour, seven day, and even complete perma bans for tweeting at at the Bloomberg uh, campaign accounts for. Uh, you know, just screenshots of the black book that he his his little uh, his uh, friendship with uh, yeah Epstein, the right. late great Jeff Epstein. Yeah. yeah, and people like alluding to the fact that he probably you know whether he wanted to or not, whether he did it for status or because he likes doing it, almost definitely Michael Bloomberg, uh, presidential candidate for uh, the, the the Democratic Party, which is very funny, um, but also makes a lot of sense too. Uh, anyways, he probably fucked teenage girls um welcome back to wrestling yes. it's gross we will uh epstein ain't going away that's what they say right yeah yeah charlie daniels band uh <laughs> devil went down to georgia he was looking for a child to steal rode there like- in a plane <laughs> oh yeah welcome back everybody uh wb super showdown is happening today yes crown jewel saudi arabia is weird <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, this keeps coming up, doesn't it? Um, yeah, the next episode on this on this feed will be uh, a review of one of those matches. So look forward to that next week sometime. Shinobu Kandori versus Bull Nakano. This is the uh, is this a Joshi Super Show? Yes, it's... at the Arakic uh, Arakai Ar- 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 Coliseum. Uh, you know, well, you know. Holds uh, fifteen thousand, some shit like that. Okay, it it is it is it, I, the the file had it listed as um, as uh, FMW, LLPW, and uh, and AJW. Just, yes. So I can't find an actual show name for it. That's uh, right. We have to look up Lorifus or some shit like that. Who's because. from where? LLPW is Shinobi Kandori's thing, right? Yes, and uh, Bolnakano was still um, part of uh, all Japan's all Japan women's at this point. Zenjo, Zenjo. <laughs> I don't know if people actually say that or no. not. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I was talking about Parade and Conf being like one of my favorite discoveries through this podcast, if not my absolute favorite. One of my other favorite discoveries, and this is not a discovery for most people because most people uh, are fucking fully aware of her power. Um, Shinobi I think Kandori. Fewer than you think. Yeah. Fewer than you think. They're fully aware. They know the they know the Hokuto matches, but they don't know enough sure. about the Kudo stuff. That was what I knew. And the uh, yeah. Shinobu Kandori is one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Now, um, I've seen seven of her matches probably ever. Uh, she is she just fucking whips. She is so fucking good. Um, this is a different version of her. This is full, uh, full babyface version. Uh, 
this starts with some press conference footage and like a contract signing, uh, which is whatever. Like, I don't speak Japanese. I don't know what they're saying. But there's a moment where the guy, like the moderator uh, of sorts, shouts out. He grabs a big, he's like handed from off screen a big ass chain and he lays it on the table between them while like sign the contracts. Like, that fucking rules. Yeah. Um, now, forgive my in- ignorance. Um, does Bull Nakano. I, I always said Nakano, but I, I, as, as far as I understand, it's Nakano. Uh, here's the thing. Yes, but also that's annoying to say. Yeah, uh, I agree. Who's going to matter? It Connor. goes against your like instincts as, as far as speaking the English Yeah, I mean, language. I've been playing a lot of, obviously, Yakuza. And I, my, yeah, Yakuza. Get, because yeah, of John Majima. House. Majima. No, but you said Yakuza. And I also say Yakuza. But people will be like, no, it's Yakuza. It's Yakuza. Because it's, it's not – you're not supposed to pronounce the U – it's supposed to just be it's just like Yakuza, a blank, right? Sure, like Kinsuke, yeah. But it's here's the thing: annoying. when I the first time I ever heard the word Yakuza was probably John House, the CCW commentator for those uninitiated, and he, um, and John House saying it, you're just like he's an idiot. <laughs> but see, I thought, but I, yes, first of all, it you just think sounds that, like he doesn't know how to fucking pronounce the word. But when you've never heard the word and you hear. It, it, Trinacid does the the yakuza kick, um, it's, <laughs> whoo, um, and he and John House yells yakuza kick, Eric. Like, first of all, Kuz is very funny. It's very funny. <laughs> when Tony Soprano calls Doctor Kuzamano Kuz, it's very funny. Yakuza is very funny. Um, it uh, sounds. It rolls off the tongue. It. And, That's Jesus Christ. Nice. Yeah. Good job. Uh, it certainly does. Um, now, again, forgive this my... MF said certainly. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's been a day. Um, it's been a morning, at the very least. Um, again, forgive my ignorance, does Bull Yakuza, does Bull Nakano, uh, have a dagger or butcher knife with her for her entrance? Did you see I, this? I believe it's, um, I didn't, I, I haven't watched the entrance in a fucking long ass time, I, so I don't know, to be perfectly honest. You skipped right to the bell. Wow, she gets shit done, people. She's wanting to watch the match. She skips straight to the match. Um, I mean, it, Bulls brought out all kinds of shit over the years. So, yeah, she could have had a fucking knife. I would not be surprised. Okay. By any I look like a, like a decorative sort of, hey, eat this, eat this donut. Eat, Jack, hey, hey, eat the donut. There you go. Um, I'm, I'm really good at throwing food to my children. I, I just hit him right in the chest with that donut. <laughs> it's like he's like 15 feet away. It's fantastic. It's, uh, you know, you know, you're teaching him basketball skills. He yeah. will become a, you know, world-class point guard. That's right. Straight. It's going to be John Stockton. Um, let's see here. So they start tussling before the intros are done. <clears throat> Kandori has a bandage on her head, which it comes out. So, you know, blood's going to get spilt, right? Uh, you say spilled or spilt? Are you bringing that back to me? That's your donut. Uh, either way is good. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so they tussle before the intros are even done. Uh, they're both still wearing their, like, ornate entrance outfits, right? Yeah. Um, the young girls break them up. Um, but, yeah, like, this... So this match is a chain match, right? We I, we didn't say. We should say at the beginning. It is a we, chain match uh, at the wrist. At the wrist. they got gauntlets. Yeah, yeah. Um... Less insane gauntlets than the ones we'll get to in the next one in our main event, um, but yeah, they they immediately show you the dangers of this kind of match because Bull ducks a clothesline and then just ends up with a chain around her neck, and it doesn't look planned, um, but she just gets yanked to the mat like she doesn't she doesn't like take a flat back bump she just fucking gets yanked down. 
Um, and then Kandori stomps her ass, like, real bad. Real fucking bad. Um, and I think <clears throat> one of the reasons that she's been, like, one of my favorite personal discoveries to this show is that her stomps are just good. She yes. does them in every match, it seems like. Or at least every match that we've watched. And maybe that's because these are hateful matches. She has a, a way of just... Go- and I think we may have talked about this on a previous episode. Her way of stomping people is just brutal. It's just absolutely, like... It's... Um, Especially given that she is always wearing her uh, Asics uh, grappling shoes. Sure. She's like, so she's got to really put some mustard into it, and she does. She fucking just, just, just does not do it theatrically in the sense. She no, just, but it's theatrical in the sense of it's fucking, it's overwhelming. Like what is it? it um, is it? And it's fast, right? So she she gives you like a barrage of them. Yeah. Is it Casino or Goodfellas where there's the point of view shot from like looking up? At De Niro stomping, it's it's Goodfellas because it's it's Frank Vincent, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy Bats, of course. Um, and yeah, fucking speaking of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, look, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, we got a friend who looks like that. Yeah. Mind you, that I don't shine shoes anymore. Uh, Bull Nakano, and then he gets really mad and he's like, "It's pronounced fucking Nakano," and he's like, "Motherfucker!" And then he stabs him with a pen, which is actually from the other movie, but. Still, house painter. Shinobi Kandori paints houses. Yes. Um, yeah, so she just stomps the shit out of her. She puts her in an abdominal stretch and like, pulls the bull, puts the fucking chain around Bull's neck and yanks it while she's doing the abdominal stretch. Um, Bull also has great stomps. Maybe it's just part of Yoshi. I don't watch uh, Yoshi. <laughs> Maybe it's part of Joshi. Uh, um, that's my Yoshi sound. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah, I've been working on it for... Well, since my daughter was born, at least. Um, all of her shit is ruthless. Um, she does, like, a snapmare that's, like, just hard. Like, just a hard snapmare, which I really appreciate. Yeah. I mentioned snapmares multiple times in the uh, Mr. Argentina match. Because he had a cool really good... moves. You know, yeah. good. I, I, you bring him back. Yeah. Off off audio, we uh, we talked about uh, Mr. Perfect's awesome like, jumping, flipping snapmare. Um, yeah, it's a cool move. Uh, she... What does she do? She wraps the chain around uh, around Kandori's skull like three times. Like around the forehead, the, the bridge of the nose, and the mouth. And just covers her face in this chain. Yanks. Digs in a chin lock. When she finally lets go, you see the, the chain falls. And you see Kandori's pouring blood from the spot that the bandage had been covering. The bandage is long gone. Um, it's... it's non-existent. She's just pouring blood. And so I'm not sure if that's hard way... Or if they just covered it really well. Do you have a, an opinion on whether either of uh, these things are blade jobs in this match? I think Bull uh, blades. Bull ble- bleeds a fucking ton. Yeah, and I Bull, think so too. Bull is a pro. Uh, a blade. Kandori uh, had bladed an, uh, enough at this point probably, but I, I, I don't think that was... I think it was a, you know, a little above for Kandori. Yeah, it yeah. It's like, it's already there. Yeah, so I just mean, dig in. is just falling off, like, pretty quickly yeah. into the match. Or even pre-blading, which is always a weird thing, when they would, like, blade before and, yeah, and then they come out with the with the bandage on. That was, like, that's a thing that people have done. Um, yeah, so the crowd Viana, is... Uh, Viana, Viana 5, uh, you know, uh, the truth is out there. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking, man, it's uh, Ultima Guerrero in the Black Book. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you think Laparca, Triple uh, A Laparca, was just uh, he just died from doing a tope? No, they fucking killed him. You know why? Because he knew too much. Um, shouts out to Mister Niebla also, who was definitely on Lolita Express. 
Nibble was a good man. <laughs> he was a good man. Shocker. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, shocker is, yeah, shocker. Um, it's, he, this motherfucker's still walking around, and he, the shit he's done, and everybody knows it. Him and you see those pictures of him and Clinton, right? Um, no, I, some real correct, uh, like hectic crowd brawling. I'm, I got a little too drunk. Um, we can't see shit because of the lighting and the camera angles, but you do hear screams like oohs and ahs from what sound like a very both diverse and like divisive crowd. Um, but for the most part, it's Candori that is cheered more heavily over over Bull. Bull clearly the heel. Um, but when I say diverse, I feel like you hear. So like specifically men yelling and then women also yelling did you uh, what, yeah. is, what is the makeup of a, of a what like what's the gender makeup of a, of a joshi crowd in 1994 because as far as okay. i understand there's a, a shift at some point where it goes from- yeah, there is a shift and i think that a show like this would have had um this would have been this was before the shift um fully came and this is more but this is also like i mean this is going to be mixed of uh and also because it's a multi, it's an interpromotional thing, we're gonna have a, a, all all three fan bases. So, which of the three companies had the most like were the first to get the the Morts and the uh, NJPW Gaijin Erics, like the, the you know the hardcore perverts that would uh, go over there just to jerk off? Um, which which of these three promotions? Shouts out by the I way. I would say uh, probably uh, all Japan women's because it had the most uh, younger women wrestling. Okay, uh, also the most exposure, right? Like yeah, those are people you're gonna see first, I guess. And you know, nothing like your first. <laughs> yeah, I I was really impressed by Kendori's baby face work here because in most of the matches, or I guess in what we've only watched three of her matches. Up to this point in this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Two for the... How many have we watched? We watched watched... the one for your episode last year, her and Hota. Yeah, and then we watched two Kudo matches. Two Kudo matches. Okay, so this is the fourth time. Uh, This is the first time she's played a babyface, I think. She's kind of... She's like an ace in the Hota match, but she's not a face. Is that fair to say? Uh, She is... Um, she's protecting her company, but she's not, but she's, it's more, it's champion versus champion. It's more about, uh, you know, like, that's not a loyal crowd there. They're, they're there for the match. They're not there for the company. Yeah. You think that's fair? Yeah, I I think that's fair. That matches, I, that historically we've, I cut it out of the episode where I like, where Siobhan reveals to me, oh, you think that that's Hoda and that's Kandori. And I was like, oh yeah, I didn't know which one was which because I fucking never watched these people before. I cut that out of the episode because I was embarrassed. Um, and also the exchange that we had, I got like upset. <laughs> like I was like, no, I'll, I'll just cut. Let's fucking move on, okay? God damn it. Let's get to the next. Can we go to Finley versus fucking Regal already? But I, I, I think I probably need to rewatch that with the right context because that match is full of fucking battle arts, crazy shoot style shit. Yeah. Whereas this is more along the lines of the FMW stuff that we watched her with Kudo. Um, yeah. That street fight they had where she hangs her off the balcony. Incredible. Uh, And I do want to say, Kendori's attire here is hilariously Captain America-like. But I want to know, did she ever work any other matches in a suit? Like, she did that fucking, um, that match with Kudo, that false count anywhere, or whatever that was. Um, that's her street fight apparel, so, like, later. Not right now, not this point. Okay, can you compile? Sorry, I, I hit. I I'll hit the do old, what I can. I hit the I'll old do vape. What I can. can you compile an episode for us where it's all 
women wearing suits. <laughs> I'll do what I can. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so apparently this is like this is where around the spot where I noticed that this is not just a pin falls count anywhere match because you wrote falls count anywhere on the thing, um, which is helpful because I didn't know the rules of any of the other matches going in. No. Um, but you can also attempt to strangle your opponent to a submission anywhere because Bull wraps the chain around Kandori's neck and then also around the, the ring post and then just pulls as hard as she can. Um, you get a sick close-up of, of the face, like the bloody face of Kandori's. Fantastic. Um, brings her in the ring. She's holding her up in the corner. Like uh, Bull is sitting on the top, the top buckle. Um, like, sort of... Uh, like fashions a noose of sorts for Kandori uh, and like yeah. h- hangs her from the from the top sort of um, and you see in the corner uh, one of the young girls and I keep saying young girls because you call them young boys if it was like men's for us right yeah yeah it's fine so we're gonna go with uh, the <laughs> uh, what's his name uh, Gary Puckett in the Union Gap uh, young girl get out of my life um, she tries to throw in the towel. And then there's another one who's, like, grabbing her and holding her down. Won't let her throw in the towel. It's all very dramatic. Um, and then Bull goes over to taunt the two of them. And the crowd fucking explodes when Kandori just does a desperation lariat to the back of the neck. Um, did did you... So, you've seen a lot of Shinobi Kandori, right? Yes. Is she a fiery baby face? Is that what you would... Off the top of your head, if you said... If somebody said... What kind of wrestler is Shinobi Kandori? Would Fiery Babyface be anywhere near what you would normally no, say? No, not necessarily. Okay. No, it's like, uh, it's just, it, she can do Onida stuff, but it's not fiery. It's more like, just like... like Onida's so not a fiery babyface. Onida is a babyface who gets set on fire. <laughs> it's a different thing. <laughs> um, but it's, it's different, you know? Uh, like... Like, she uh, has, like, a Fujiwara-esque personality of, like, okay. uh, you just fucking come at me, you're gonna do that? Alright, that's, that's what you're gonna get. Yeah, well, and also, like, a sense of humor in the same way. Like, she's, like, she's got, she could definitely work a comedy match. I mean, I haven't seen it, but you can tell that she's got that sort of other thing to her. If she, like, wanted to just do, like, a playful thing, where, like, you know, if you ever, I don't, I don't think anybody's seen Yoshiaki Fujiwara versus Stalker Ichikawa from some Dragon Gate show that I watched 15 years ago or whatever that was. But, like, Fujiwara can work that kind of match. I get the sense that you could put, uh, like, you could put, Shinobi Kandori in there with Billy Kay or the other Australian one. Um, yeah. And they could have a really funny, like, seven minutes that ends with Billy Kay getting her fucking ass kicked. Um, and then, you know, whatever. I, I, I get the sense that she's... And I didn't realize this until watching this and seeing her in this role. This is now, the, like, the third... The third... I mean, if you... I'm going to say the third different distinct role I've seen Kandori work... The Hoda match is, you know, shoot style ace. The uh, the matches with Kudo are crazy bitch in a suit uh, will fucking knife you. And then this is underdog against the person who literally brought a knife to the ring. Yes, one of the ultimate like psychopathic ass kickers of all time, Bull Nakano. Yeah. Uh, just, just, I mean, Bull is fantastic in this match, too. Bull just does not give a... Bull, Bull's doing all kinds of shit, and this is sort of at the end of Bull's full-time career. Um, she's going to have her WWF sort of uh, send-off uh, run uh, 
like the Ellen Jablais stuff uh, that's coming up and but and she's going to have like those matches in WCW but it's like that's not a whole lot left like like she knew she was at, she's like ah, what do I got left physically I'm just going to go for it I don't give a shit what does it fucking matter I'm so bull they're, when, they're not going to what, the, what what I'm not going to lose anything here I'm just going to do what I want when did and she bulls- debut how long is she in the game this is 94 right so how long has bull been in the game she doesn't look very old um she debuted in 84 Four, I think eighty-five. Was she like a part that. of Dump Matsumoto's stable? Yes. Okay, that's that's what I thought. I kind of and they and they worked uh, when uh, WWF booked Dump. She was a uh, bull's hat. Okay, bulls that, that's probably party. why I knew yeah. that because I've I've at least seen one of those like squashes they did where uh, where Gorilla Monsoon is saying some racist shit. Is that right? On commentary, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, definitely not. Um, he fought him though back in Korea. He fought the, <laughs> he fought some ch- Chinamen back in Korea. Um, yeah, I, I I really have been impressed with the bull that I've seen. She was probably the first Joshi wrestler I ever saw work because of the Alundra Blaze stuff. What's that? SummerSlam '95. '94. Oh, is it '94? Wow. Okay. Um, so that's just a few months after this, or it's a, like a month, a month it's, after this. Yeah, this is uh, Bastille Day, so yeah, it's like a month and <laughs> change, a month doing, and a half. We keep doing Bastille Day matches. What's the deal with that? Uh, what's the deal with uh, France? Eh? Um, uh, you know, uh, Vive. Yeah, that's exactly. What? Anyway, uh, uh, Macaroni—that's the guy's name. Um, yeah, so she. Um, Kandori, after getting that, that comeback with the big lariat, it's barely a comeback. She just hits her with one move. She takes her outside, tries to throw a bull into the rail, or maybe over it. But the chain catches, and so she has to go back in the ring, specifically over the bottom rope, under the middle. So between the bottom and the middle, and you hear a robot dog singing a song right now, so you just go with it. All right? <laughs> if yeah. you're still here, you're definitely not leaving now, folks. Uh, or you, fuck, you probably should actually. Um, Don't leave before Prot and Conf. That's right. Piece that's of right. Shit. That's right. Uh, we should have front loaded them. Of course, I didn't get comfortable with the chaos of this episode until about 25 minutes ago. Um, she has to go between the bottom and the middle rope, and so the the chain is like it's. This is one of those things, right? Um, she has to go. Into the ring, over the bottom, under the middle. And then she has to roll back out under the bottom to get the, to get where she can actually move. I don't think... I can't imagine they would have planned this, right? This, it's like... It, it effectively kills the pace of her comeback. But yeah. at the same time, it reminds you, oh, uh, you have to pay attention to every minute detail of action, you, of, of every action that you take. Everything that you do, every turn you make you know every yeah. every time you step through or roll under or jump over the ropes if you if you want to climb to the top you better climb from the inside and then turn around up top which we'll see we'll see happen in a little while yeah uh, like otherwise you're gonna get caught up on some shit um and it's just a i think it's a great example of everything that can go wrong in one of these matches um yeah i I don't have it. I don't have a whole lot about this match. Um, anything stand out to you as far as spots or just weird shit or cool? I shit? mean, they're just like like uh, Kandori like trying to like pull the rail up and just throw it at a ball. Yeah, wild. Um, Got to be one of the earliest instances of of taking a piece of the a, a piece of the guardrail, right? Yeah, that was uh, what, what's a LCO. Yes, LCO, would do, that became one of their signature bits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Riding the guardrail down and just fucking killing people with it, which, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, what Love else? It. Yeah. 
Uh, um, and then Bull, uh, Bull's a big ass like big, big guillotine like drops with the chain, which prog- will get progressively more raw. <laughs> so the first one, she doesn't actually even wrap the chain around her leg. No. She she gets up to the top, and so she I think she hits her with like a, a thunder fire power bomb of sorts. Um, yeah. And then she goes up top, and she it's just a standard guillotine leg drop off the top, but it looks extremely sick because when she kicks her legs out f- to perform the leg drop, like midair it it flings the chain like through the air at a separate angle and momentum away like away from the way her body is flying through the air um and so she the it's like shining in the light and she lands the fucking like like it's it's cool it's extremely cool um yeah there there's so much gets a near fall on that and then a little and then then the finishes um hit wraps it around her boot Right. Well, and then hits guillotine leg drop twice, I guess. So, and then she hits to to Kandori, just who's on her back, and then does go for the pin, goes back up top, another guillotine leg drop to the back of Kandori's head, to the back of the neck. Right. That's the pin. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. As, uh, second shout out to Hugo Stefanovic. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, there's like what the fuck? She power bombs her on the floor. Bull gets like stacked on her shoulders with a real stiff power bomb. Um, th- there's a there's a sec- there's a part of this that I, I want to shout out before I forget where they're they're on the floor. It's after the power bomb on the floor, I think. Kendori gets up on the apron, wraps the chain around her own arm, and then yanks Bull's arm up and basically does like a like some sort of weird arm bar, a very strange yeah. arm bar from four feet above. Um, and then Bull escapes just by grabbing the chain and punching her in the head with it. Um, and yeah, then she goes for another power bomb, and Bull does. She like picks her up and does like a. Is it Takao Mori does it? Uh, Trent Beretta would do it. It's just like a you have them up, and you just drop them on, on on their head like while they're sort of like a kryptonite crunch, but sicker. Yeah. Or air like raid crash. In, in, yeah, inverted pile driver. Inverted pile driver, sure. Um, and so yeah, that's, and then she does the she does the she wraps the chain around her leg. Um, and when she does the first leg drop, well, it's technically the second leg drop, but the first chain wrapped leg drop, um, she, when she lands, the chain sort of slaps against the like throat and face of Kandori. Yeah. Brutal. It's yeah. It's not just impact. It's like a, it's her, she lands her leg on the throat, but also the chain whips her in the fucking face. (laughs) Um, and then I, I, she doesn't go for a pin. Does she go for a pin? I don't. She does not go for a pin. Okay, so Kandori like sort of. I guess she makes it to her feet, and then Bull puts her back down with like a, an elbow or a clothesline or something. Goes up top again. Kandori is trying to make it up from the ground. So you said she was face down, but she's more than face down. She is like on her hands and knees. She's like elevated up somewhat. She's trying to get yeah. back up. Um, and what you basically have is like a, a flying, uh, the John Cena work rate special, like a flying Famouser, um, slams her down face first into the mat, neck bends awkwardly. And that's, apparently that's all it takes to win. <laughs> that's, that was, that, that's all it takes. Um, yeah. It's just blood and guts. Great match. Real, a lot of just brutal shit. It's great. I've loved this match first time I saw it. Just and just it keeps up a, a, a real quick pace, but it doesn't yeah. come off um, as like go go like people like the like that's a but because so they're not just doing moves; they're beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, you can go if if you're bleeding and you're going at like and that you have a chain wrap 
each other's fucking wrist and you're just like, yeah, you can cut a pace that way. You know why? Because it's, it's just like insanity at that point. It's fine. Well, they you do that crowd stakes, brawling. It's fine. Like the crowd yeah. rolling is like sort of your your middle act of this, and like like I said, you can't really see shit, but you hear like people yelling and screaming, and you know both of them are bleeding. They're attached to the wrist. Like if you put the thought in, into oh they're attached to the wrist and they're crawling through the crowd, like people might be getting tripped up on that fucking chain. Like there's there's a lot to this match that bubbles beneath the surface. I think, um, and I more than anything, I just I, I thought it was really cool to watch Kandori work up fucking fiery babyface performance and then get slapped down at the end and like you know not a triumphant babyface victory like definitively got her fucking ass whipped um i i really like it i really like it yeah it's mm, maybe my least favorite of the kandori matches we've watched but still i i love her i i i'm you know i want to go and watch some more uh bull nakano as well but i am Shinobi Kandori might be one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and I've seen seven of her matches. So, yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay, so say it with me. Uh, uh, main event time. Main event time. We should do a countdown next time. Yeah, yeah. How do you say this uh, motherfucker's name? Uh, Franz von Boyten? No, I know how to say Franz von Boyten. R.I.P. Oh, Frank Merckx. Frank Merckx. Okay, thank God, because I wrote it down so many times. Go ahead, tell us what this is. This is... The one and only capture the flag chain match known <laughs> as Paratenkampf. Paratenkampf, uh, which is German for pirate fight, right? Yes. Okay. It's Frank Merckx, which is spelled M-E-R-C-K-X. Yeah. Right? Versus yes. Franz von Boyten, who died two weeks ago. Something like that, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, obviously, Paratenkampf... On the last time we did one of these episodes, a year ago, <laughs> uh, weird. Prontkampf between Franz von Bleiten and uh, and Dave Taylor was it's still my favorite thing that we've watched through the show, um, and it's like maybe a top ten match of all time for me. Um, I don't, I probably don't have this one quite on the same level, but this is more of that. Um, yeah. But I just want to say, rest in peace, Franz von Bleiten. Uh, truly a real one, truly one of the weirdest things I've seen in all of wrestling is this Parade and Kump shit. If, so say Savio Vega is truly 31-0 in Caribbean Strab matches, do you think it's fair to say that this is the, the is this Franz Van Boyten's signature match? Yes. Did other people have this type of match without him? I, I'm going to say yes, but I've never found one. Okay. Is there oh, no, 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 there's the Dave, there's Dave Taylor versus Rene Lasartas. Okay, well. so what, the other, one of the other most famous Van Boyten matches is the, the, it's just a regular singles with Rene Lasartas, right? Yeah. Um, which is really good, I think it was the first time I ever saw him. I also yeah, I saw him in... He's, he's the master of, uh, of Prattenkampf, but it is more of a staple of just a German, of a Northwest German, like the Hamburg region. Okay, okay, but this is in Belgium. This right? is in Belgium. Okay. Uh, it's in... Do you know the city? Do you know the date? No. Okay. Uh, just know it's 18... It's 1984. All right. 1884. Got it. Um, yeah. So I've been... I spelled his name Merckx as in like, you know, uh, shouts out to Deuce. Uh, Merckx. Um He's wearing like... Uh, Van Boyten's wearing like teal trunks and a collegiate sweatshirt to the <laughs> ring. Um, hang on one second. You talk about... Talk about the early portions of this. All right. Um... 
Frank Merckx, he's a he's a real fat fuck. Uh, not like obese, but he's just like got over his uh, black trunks, just sort of, and just like a like sort of. He has like a, t- a tight beard. He looks he's a real bear. He doesn't have the chest hair that a bear normally does, but you know, if it's if it's in keeping with the general theme of Prot and Comp, which is this shit is bondage. Um, yeah. Shit, okay. Uh, the the leather wrist guards. It's it's a departure from the Brazil match for sure because they just had tape, which tape is also a great tool to be used in uh, bondage and domination and s- submission. Um, but it's less, you know, it's less ornate. It's less classy, I guess you'd say. Um, this is, like, I guess less raw in a literal sense as it's not maybe rubbing their wrists raw, but more yeah. raw in a pure BDSM sense for sure. Um I guess they have the leather wrist gauntlet on both arms. Is that right? It, um, perhaps. It seemed um, like they had them on both arms, but I mean that's for extra, just like rubbing and yeah, uh, rubbing the chain. Yeah, it's not it's practical. Do fa- fucking your face up. Yeah, it adds to the sex dungeon aesthetic for sure. Um, I don't know anything about Frank Merckx. Never heard of him. What, what's his deal? What's uh, this is the only match of his I've ever seen. Uh, I know he's a Belgian guy. Okay, um, he's Berks, Belgian. common enough uh, Belgian uh, Flemish, Belgian last name, of course. Flanders, also where uh, Franz von Boyten is from. <laughs> Fucking expert uh, over here. I'm going to take, take a wild guess and say that this is in Flanders, given that it's in these two Flemish men. Um, don't even know and, what that is. I don't even know what Flemish is. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's it, it, Belgium's not a real place. Okay. Uh the crowd is singing, uh, not in like a uh, Brit rest way, like the public uh, address announcer, who I assume is also doing live commentary for the match. I can't really tell. Is just like sort of leading them on, and it's very strange. Yeah, a lot of audio shit happening in this in this file for sure. It's pretty clean. I mean, so there's a lot of clipping here and there, and it kind of fucks up the pace of the match at times. Um, but like. Overall, it's a pretty good-looking file, considering it, it seems like it's a, a, a collection of handheld cameras that aren't... None of them are, like, commercial, it seems like. Maybe maybe one or two of them are, but it seems like a lot of people are just kind of filming whatever. I don't know who the hell's editing this, no. Yeah. It seems weird that this would be on TV. Yeah, yeah. In well, you, capacity. You, you couldn't there's put no, this on TV here. Like, there's no fucking way. Um, you couldn't put it on... I mean, Belgium. Belgium's a wild place. I guess it, yeah. I guess I don't know much about it. Um, yeah, so we we get some wide shots of the ring that we never got the first time around. Um, so we see like the the poles just seem incredibly high off the post this time. Like you have to stand yeah. on the top rope. And again, this is uh, here the garage door, so I might have to uh, depart to the basement here in a minute. Um, can we pause for just a minute and then we'll sure. Okay, sure. sorry. I'm gonna get some water and take some things for my headache. Okay. We've done well. We've done pretty well. Yeah, yeah, we have. All right. All right. Sorry for interruption, everyone listening at home. <laughs> no, that's going to get edited right out. They'll, they'll never know, except for when you said that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so they do start with, like, pure, um, like, leather and chain grinding against the face. Th- that is, yeah. that announcer of the loudspeaker does appear to be leading the audience in a weird chant. I don't know, like, what this is. <laughs> It's very weird. It gives it a, a like a carnival atmosphere, especially because there's all these kids and shit there. And it's like, yeah, it's it just you know the carnival to see two sweaty men bleed and you know just two men attached to, at the wrist by a chain 
beat each other with a chain and bleed. I think, Hell yeah. as much as it's like, like as far as a carnival is concerned, did you ever watch the uh, the series Carnival on HBO? Yes. So I think that's the only carnival that I've ever seen that's as fucked up as this. And um, like I don't know, obviously the carnival carnival is a historically awful industry, um, which we could talk about probably we could probably do an entire episode on the carnival i think it would probably be a lot of fun actually because i've got a perverse interest in it um but yeah this is it's very <clears> festive <throat> is what i mean I yeah well and, the, and it's the, very the, like just why are they why are they singing why are they yeah, yeah i don't know why it's it doesn't it, it plays differently from the other prompt comp um that because of how professionally shot that was compared to this which you also is, never saw the crowd no. in that like the, it no, was like no, totally no. darkened yeah, very different, um, and the, 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 that was all close-ups. This is a lot more wide shots, uh, and like the aesthetic, obviously, of these matches is extremely like Fury Road, you know. Um, but it's got this surrealism that's very Lost Highway or Inland Empire, you know. Um, but so I think here's something I noticed. I don't think anybody knew how to fight over a uh, like a head scissor, like just a head scissor hold, you know, better than Van Boyten. Um, he yeah. he the struggle he has the amount of sweat that comes off of his body um and then when he, you know when they make it back to stand up he fucking awesome forearms euro uppercuts they take uh mercs down like hard and fast um did, now was it just me or did did you think the the chain seemed very short in this match compared I to I think pretty short yeah it's it's too bad <laughs> you hate to see it um he's he's really great in this obviously i think van Boyten R.I.P. again. This is what you would call a signature match, right? Like, there weren't a yeah. lot of gimmick matches in this time. But he's got all these, like, awesome little combos that seem like they almost have to have the chain. Um, like, he's worked a lot of these matches. Uh, he does, like, a... He vaults over Mercs from behind, yanks him over with, like, a single-leg monkey flip arm drag thing, blasts him with some forearms, slaps him with the chain, hard-yanking snapmare. The snapmare is the focus of this episode yeah Yeah. um and then i don't know then he gets like the the right so he ends up down on the ground um and we get the i think the classic forgotten comp spot for me i guess there's two one is um chin lock with the chain in the mouth pulling the chain in the mouth yeah (laughs) pulling at the corners of the mouth the corners of the lips um, and then chin lock with the chain to the eyes, where you just put it against the guy's eyelids and just pulls. Um, these were this is incredibly sick. I, yeah, it's brutal. Um, you know, and and Frank Marks um, again know nothing about the man. I mean, he's paunchy. He's a real fucker, though. Uh, I gotta say, he really like he, just something about him. Just, like he lays in his shots too. He's not like. Uh, I mean, this is Van Boyden's world, and we're all just living in it here. But uh, when it comes to Pratt and Conf, but this guy—I mean, it. This does not feel like a one-sided thing. No. It feels very. It just it feels just brutal all the way. And and unlike uh, our first uh, Pratt and Conf in Hamburg, we get blood. Yeah, so we do get a lot of. We get some really good blood. Um, the the Van Boyden blood comes from the nose, and it seems to be hard way. Um, I'm not sure. I didn't see it happen, but all of a sudden you, you notice, so he's got like the chain wrapped around his neck and, and Merckx is giving him body shots in the corner that looks sick and you get a close up on his face and it is, it's just, it's clearly streaming out of his nose, out of his nostrils. Um, you don't see a lot of that in wrestling. No. I think famously 
uh, Cactus Jack McFoley had um, Vader punch him in the nose and break his nose in a match. Isn't that a thing? I mean, yeah, he had him potato the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it was in his book or something. Yeah, he did say yes, and that was a um, a Saturday night match <laughs> um, as part of the build that uh, eventually ended up with uh, Cactus Jack lost in Cleveland. Uh, great, <laughs> great work, uh, uh, Eric Bischoff. Um, yeah. Great matches, but, nonetheless. Still. Yes. Um, yeah, so great blood from the nose, something you never see. Um, we get some great corner struggles. Um, some just extended sequence where Merckx is trying to get his flag down. And again, the rules of this match, there's flags on two opposite sides of the ring. You're attached by the wrist with a chain. The goal is to climb to the opposite side and pull down your the opposing guy's country's flag, I believe. I'm not sure. And, they, they're from the same country, though, right? Yeah, in this case, it, they just look like red flags. I, as far as I can tell, I'm not sure. Okay, and I'm pretty sure in the in the match versus uh, Dave Taylor, it was a that was a British flag, like a U- Union Jack, and then also um, whatever, wh- however Van Buyten was identifying at the time. I don't know what the fucking Belgian flag looks like. Um, yeah, so that's the that's the goal. Take down the other guy's flag, so your flag is the only one standing, right? Is that yes? Okay, okay. Um, are are you trying to get your own flag down so you can do something else? Like, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> like, the thing with this, these matches is, is nobody's like nobody ever wrote about Parat and Kampf, right? No, like this is just something that, like, not to say we, but as in like the people we and the people we know just sort of yeah happen to fuck about, you know? Yeah, like, until jet lag found it. Like, seriously, like. They're not. This is not a match type that has survived. It's, it was also isn't a match type that was seen in like uh, in uh, Otto Vons' CWA. So even so, it's not like you can go uh, real in depth on cage match. And even cage match is missing a ton of CWA results. But I never fucking found this listed at least by this at least by something that sounds like this. Like yeah. Capture the flag or any kind. So there's not a single Parade and Conf match listed on. On cage match is what you're saying. That, as that far you're as I'm of. aware, as far as I'm aware. That eh, fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, the, this match rules. Um, there's an extended sequence where Merck's trying to get his flag down. He's standing on the second rope. Van Button is standing back to the buckles in front of him, standing on the mat, holding him by the hips and reaching around to his like general ass area. Just yeah. holds him in place so he can't get up to grab the flag. Merckx just grinds his dick in Van Boyten's face until Franz drops down and pulls the chain between his legs. And now, so like in modern wrestling, this would be like a nut shot, right? He would just pull it into his balls. But this is just a hard-fought struggle for leverage. And at one point, uh, Merckx is standing back to the middle of the ring, uh, still up there on the second rope. He's standing back to the ring. Uh, and he's got an arm like sort of fished between his legs because Van Boyten is ducked down between the legs. And Van Boyten is leaning at like a 45 degree axis, like fucking, uh, uh, what's that song called? Alien Ant Farm song. <laughs> he's looking like that. He's like at that angle. Um, and just pulling and you know, this, he's going to yank his fucking arm off. Um, like th- it's that kind of stuff. That's that kind of feel. It's that kind of just complete, um, like defying the 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 threshold of human toughness, you know. Um, yeah. It's like the world's grittiest porno. Um, 
I know I keep coming back to that, but that's what this is. This is more, I think, I feel like this is more porny than the fucking Dave Taylor match. Um, probably because he's British and British people have never and will never fuck. Um, I mean, Frank Burks, he's just, he's more of a bear, importantly. Yeah. Oh, he also, seems like a man who fucks. Also, Van Boyten's hair, uh, he's got more of like a John Holmes look in this match. He's got, I, you know what he's got? His hair's poofier. Elliot Gould. Yes. And and nobody fucks more than Elliot Gould. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um yeah, there's there's this extended sequence of shots of Belgian youths uh shouting for Van Boyten. At one point the camera lingers on one boy in the crowd for like forty five seconds as he screams at the ring. Like they never cut back to the ring in that time. It's just a young child yelling and we don't see what he's yelling at. But it it didn't really matter because you find the child to be just as captivating as anything else. It's fucking, I mean, it's very real. It's very, you know, it's, this is more, you know, people want to talk about German cinema. They could do like their, you know, they can get on their high horse about the importance of Riefenstahl and all that shit. But it's like, that's not really <laughs> what this is. It's just more like you just cut to like these innocent faces and paired to this sea of violence. The sea of violence. There's so much fucking violence in this ring. I don't know how just these whirls. And I mean, it's like our file is pretty long. Um, like not as long as our one for um the first uh, edition of Front and Conf, but it's still and even with the cuts, it's like this. You, you can tell this was a long match. Yeah, thirty plus minutes, I would say. We we have twenty six of it, but it, we we are definitely missing some significant minutes. Um, there's a lot of it seems like a lot of earlier mat, early ish mat work uh, would be gone, but I yeah. don't. You know, it's hard to remember exactly. But um, and it just but it's just it's so grimy. Yeah, well, so I think the the fact that we get some wide angle shots too here is really cool. It really gives us a, like a sense of scope in the crowd and how into the crowd is. Um, and then we, but we also have the close ups. You know, like the the first broad and comp match, a huge part of it was, or at least of us talking about it, is the way it felt like we were in the ring with them. Like it was so tightly shot. One camera, like weird cuts. Like at times in 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 that one, and and I guess to a certain extent in this one. The camera would, like, they'd be doing mat work, and the camera would cut to them, like, standing up and fighting again. And it almost felt like you passed out. <laughs> yeah. And, like, woke up and came to, and they're, oh, oh I don't, what what happened to me while, what did these men wearing leather do to me while I was asleep? Um, I, part of what I would say is that this sort of match proves how good the Peron and Conf match, uh, like, structure and idea is. Yeah. Um, because it's unique like, as that hell. Is, uh, that, like, that's, I mean, it's not even that it's, like, you know, it backs up that match. It's more, like, as much as, you know, that the focus on how, like, unique-looking that match. Like, there are other matches for Hamburg that look very, that, look, that are similar, but it just doesn't have the same intensity. But that could be, you know, that could just, who's to say that that's just not lightning in a bottle? No, this this is just the real deal. This is just yeah. violent. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, there's just something grotesque about it all, but in a... In in a very satisfying way. Yeah, yeah, and it's every little thing means so much. Every hip toss or arm drag feels like in a momentous high spot. Uh, the minutia of of like mat work and not like fancy mat work, just like grabbing a fucking headlock and grinding it as hard as you can. Not to mention the fact that you're digging a chain into like the fucking earlobe of the guy. Like there's something very special about it. And I, again, the close up shots of everything. It's even if like a like sort of a semi low video quality, which this is pretty fine. But even if it wasn't as good as it is, it's certainly not 720p. 
you get close up like that, you see the tension on that chain, you see it digging into the eyelids and the eyebrows. Like, it's grotesque. It's absolutely grotesque. Um, there's a shot of Van Boyten um, with his busted nose and the blood streaming down onto his chin that, like, reminded me of De Niro in Raging Bull. Like, the, you know, you never got me down, Ray. Like, we got, like, this is high-end makeup work. <laughs> but it's real, you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, uh, Merck's gets busted too. Probably a blade job. Looks like he's bleeding from the hairline. Um, but who's to say? Really, no way. Of, really, no way of knowing. Yeah. Um, the final struggle is epic. It's shot beautifully from the wide angle. Uh, Van Buyten's pass to the flag is not a casual stroll up to grab it after KOing his opponent. It's not an elaborate, creative spot that like results in him outsmarting or out finessing his opponent. It's him tugging harder on the chain than the other guy. He pulls his chain as hard as he can <laughs> until the finish comes. Uh, until <laughs> until he until he comes. Basically, it's... anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's, it's it's a hell of a fucking thing. There's nothing like Fraught and Comp. Yeah, it's I, I, we. How many of these matches do we have? Ten. Ten. Less than. Yeah. Because there's some. I know there's some from uh, the Wrestlo that we won't watch because you just don't want to talk about Wrestlo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but there's some other stuff. Jellag is um and others um and some that's been found. I know there's some. There's at least one from the French Archive. Right, the French Archive. We got to talk about that sometime. We got to we yes, got to work yes. on that. Um, jet lag. I don't. I don't know if he speaks great English. I don't think he wants to come on the show. Uh, I tried to get him one time, and he said he he like gave me a hard pass. <laughs> That's fine. That's totally fine. Um, yeah. I. I. When was the first one? When was the last one? We don't know anything about this stuff. If you if you search for Perot and Comp, I guarantee like one of your like. Well, I don't want to guarantee this because you could easily search this and tell me I'm wrong. But I would imagine that our podcast is like one of the first 20 or 25 results, you know, not a lot of people yeah. talking about this stuff. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the, the coolest thing about doing a, a weird, you know, sort of overarching, uh, concept like tethered is that you can dig really deep. You can do a fucking, a very, very famous match in Savio versus Austin. And then you can do a couple matches that have less than a thousand views, one of them from a country that you've probably never seen a wrestling match from in Brazil. Like it's, it's one of, it, I really like doing these and I want to do another one. Obviously we were going to do the double dog collar from ECW, the Pitbulls versus Raven and Stevie. And it got cut for time. Thank God, because this is, episode has become another mammoth. Although there's going to be a lot cut out of it, obviously. <laughs> um, yes. All of the times we said those words. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I, I don't think we could do a whole parade and comp episode just because it would, it would wear thin. You know, you might see the seams. Uh, you don't want to look behind the curtain too much, but I love it. And I love Van Boyten. Um, do you know how old was he? Do you have any of that, any idea? I believe he was, um, he was in his eighties. I'm not certain of the, oh, nice. of, of his age off the top of my head. I know he had, I mean, he had like a, he had, he had a son who played a uh, high level, uh, soccer. He might've played in the fucking premier league. Oh yeah. I remember that coming up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Franz von Boyten, uh, died at 81. Yeah. And had a 60 year career. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. He was wrestling up to. Wow. Uh, it says he, his last match on here was versus Mike Shaw in 88. Um, so he at least had like a, a good 
long time. Um, yeah, very few things on Cage Match, actually. A lot of that IWE run in, in 72, which was probably the first time I saw him in uh, one of those six-man tags with uh, Andre the Giant, Monster Rusimov. Um, yeah, he's a cool guy. He's a really cool guy, and I, 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 you know, maybe a guy that we'll get back to at some point. Um, but, God, Perottenkampf is, like, such a weird thing. It's so unique. It's like the mashup of two gimmick matches that people don't really talk about. People don't really like. Who people likes don't a f- respect. Yeah. Who likes a flag match? Like, flag matches are often done raw, poorly. Capture the flag is a fun stipulation. It's just, it just the, usually we get a flag matches, which are just matches that are there's just flags are there. Like, it's fucking different. The famous uh, sex man for um, Heart Foundation versus, is it, is it Taker, Mankind, and Austin? I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever Mankind's seen that. Mankind's not in that match. Who the fuck is this, the third American in that match? The I don't Patriot? Nah, there's that third <laughs> one, though. There's It's from a Raw, and I just cannot remember who the fuck the third American Yeah, I've is. never gone through those 97 Raws. I've, I've been meaning to do it for years. But, um, yeah, like, is that good? Is it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, but, it, you know, I, like... I can confirm that. I haven't seen it forever, though. Like, what's the best on-a-pole match? Where you gotta get the thing. Yeah, retrieval. Yeah. Like, who Who knows? Like They're not... They're not good. They're just not... They're, they're, no, they're very rarely, like... Just because it's... It just sort of defeats... I mean, especially in this point in... In this day and age... Um, yeah, with ladder matches. Ladder matches. Yeah. I I love that Vince Russo really got into on a pole matches after uh, WWF had like basically made the ladder match made them completely irrelevant. And he did uh, the triple cage thing where you pull it down from the top and have to walk through all the cages. Like that guy had some. I mean, this is a cold take to say uh, Vince Russo is a ridiculous person, but yeah. what a straight, what a what a beautiful mind. Um, yeah, I, what were you gonna call him the Strigan mind? No, <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah, he's he definitely had Strigamortis for sure. Um, yeah, it was it was dude love. Okay, dude love uh, Steve Austin Undertaker. I thought he just did a run in and gets uh, fucked up uh, on. He takes her in true Mick Foley fashion. He takes an extremely unnecessary bump where he takes just a back bump onto the map, but he ends up landing in the back of his head right on concrete in that nice. match. That's a good way to do uh, it. <laughs> yeah, there's a Pillman running. I Signature. Knew that. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to. Well, when we do our flag match episode. <laughs> well, when we do, I mean, unironically. You yeah. Know, yeah. 97 WWF is coming. Eventually, <laughs> in several let's, years, probably. Yeah, let's get through 95 first. We will. Uh, That's just it, though. We fucking will. Yeah. Who's, who's going to stop us? us. I, I might. It. I might. <laughs> I'm, uh, us is the answer, but nobody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, we're gonna do another one of these in six months or a year or something. Yeah. Um, but I, I like, I like this concept. I like, I like the just the you know two guys tied together. Like it's, it's really intense. Like it, it's really its own sort of like um, visceral thing. You know, um, there, there have been like there's plenty of fiction out there about two men like chained together, right? Um, yeah. I'm thinking. Let's see here. What's there? I know there's like one that's the defiant ones. Yeah, Tony Curtis, Sydney Poitier. Yeah, yeah, that's like a 
a, you know, Oscar winning film. Uh, really good. I haven't seen it in like 15 years, but like there's shit like that. That's just like, it's a, it's a, like a trope in fiction for two people. It's like a trope in like kids shows where like, I'm pretty sure. And Hey Arnold, you know, or something like that. Arnold and Helga get like, is it Helga? Yeah. And Hey Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. I think they get cuffed together somehow. Like, it's uh, it's a good concept, especially when it's two guys trying to kill each other or you know do something else with each other. Like it's it's very uh, intense and I guess inherently sexual in a weird way. Um, it's in it's intimate. Yes, it's intimate. Now tell me, when was the last time you saw ch- uh, uh, the Defiant ones? I don't fucking remember. It's been a while. Do yeah. They f- do they fuck at the end? I don't think so, but they should have. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, thank you everybody for listening. Um, we're going to look into that and, uh, subscribe to the Patreon for our discussion of which, which 1950s, uh, Hollywood movies should have ended in the two male leads having sex with each other. Um, thank you everyone.